Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got our boy Max Zargon on today. Hey, Max. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Not much. Just hanging out. Thanks for coming to Riverside. Yeah, it's a it's a trick. Yeah, I know. No, it's not that bad at all. Yeah, it's all right. People make it sound like it's so much worse. It's really not that bad. I drove out to the beach the other day. It was like 30 minutes. Like absolutely 25 without traffic. It's like you know, we drive further sometimes to play gigs, like significantly further. Yeah, oh yeah. We 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 play only hours away. Yeah, <laughs> only. Yeah, you guys are at the beach all the time now, aren't you? With Hangout Express. Yeah, yeah you guys have do. been doing the local and stuff. Yeah, yeah local. local. Great place to play, I'd say. And then also, uh, what? That's sarcasm. Oh, I, I mean, take it as you want. A one A, we play there a lot, and it's that's like a, that's an hour there. trip. And then uh, what's the Green Turtle in Fernandina? We play there a lot. Oh yeah. So it's just like both yeah. an hour away. We Green Turtle, Fernandina is like a lot farther than the than beach. it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Fernandina is like one of those things where you're like you always forget how far it is. So it's like just like those extra like 10, 15 minutes longer than you think sometimes. Oh, as soon as you get off on two hundred or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it just takes it's forever. Just like, what the hell? I is thought this, this was. I thought the beach was way closer. No, yeah. It's not. But the uh, I like the overpass though. You know, oh, yeah. going over to the to the to the to like the Fernandina side of the bridge, really pretty. I mean, like the marshes and the skies and all that stuff. I love it. Yeah, especially like going there, uh, taking the ferry during the daytime, going yeah, from the beach, the and, oh, yeah. and taking like the Talbot side and stuff. Uh, um, yeah, that's such a pretty area. But before we get started, see the obligatory cheers. No, oh, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Cardinal Sin to be putting Jim Beam in my makers classes, bud. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm a little broke this week. I don't have to tell you. Well, <laughs> I feel like the uh, the rough one for like not putting ice or like any mixer in it. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, you're tough. Just... I'm a little baby <laughs> when it comes to drinking. I need it. I need it. I ran out of umbrellas, honestly. Yeah. But, you do yeah. it to yourself, Bill. I got to say, just the, people can't help but make fun of you because you, you do it to yourself. I have Look no Look at your shame. striped shirt on. You got what? the straw. Yeah. So What's wrong with my shirt? You just look like you, you you look like you just failed elementary school like ten times. The and shoes are cool though. It kind of like puts school? everything together though. Yeah, I got them from Amazon. They're plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Feel them, man. I swear to God, oh like God. they. I, and then I bought these almost a year ago, and they look brand new still. Yeah. I wear them every day. And, like they're definitely <laughs> made, plastic. They're not made out of leather or whatever. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I think I look great. No, you by look, the way, you're doing great, Bill. What's your What's your fucking deal? What are you What are you going with? Just hanging out today. Go a little casual. I don't understand how you can ever make fun of me with that godforsaken fucking tattoo that you have on your arm. Like, <laughs> you're just not allowed to make fun of anybody, ever. That's true. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a reminder of my past. Right? It's, it's a reminder to everybody of your past, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I always thought that uh, this is a good way to think about uh, tattoos are just mistakes that everybody can see. That's a really <laughs> good one. Yeah. I'll never I'll never get a tattoo. Except for the one you have on the butt? I don't have anything on myself at all. No butt tattoos. He's got a butt tattoo. He's got <laughs> I can be I I've can known be, him long enough, he's got a butt tattoo. Yeah. I can be buried in a Jewish cemetery. But I'm not Jewish, so, so. <laughs> Um What did you bring us, Max? You got some mate? Yeah. Yeah. So I brought some Yerba Mate. Uh for anyone who's unfamiliar with Yerba Mate, it uh most people don't like the flavor or the taste or it at all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yerba mate is a kind of caffeine. It actually is like a clean caffeine, and it also increases your metabolism. But uh, my parents have been drinking it my entire life uh, from Argentina. My dad walks around. He's got, like, his little, like, satchel man purse. Nice. And it has a mate and, like, boiling water at all times. How does he have boiling water at all times? Oh, he has it, like, in a, <laughs> in a cup. Yeah, he just, oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, we just grew up drinking mate, and it's like a good form of uh, caffeine, a little boost. And it's a social thing. Usually, someone pours it, it's cebador, and you pass it around, and it just kind of uh, lightens what? the mood. A whore? It, <laughs> it is cebador. El cebador is the person who pours the mate. El so Salvador. usually, it's like the the bartender, oh, okay. the Latin mate bartender. Okay. What does it taste like? Because it looks like it looks like. Want to be the first one? Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Clean I'll be straw, I'll let you. It does. Look it's a little warm, so. Because it, it was hot water. It looks like what we used to to feed the cows every day after, after school. You got <laughs> the bus and you go feed the cows. And it tastes just like yeah, it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's it does. You went for a second taste. I'm yeah, like I'm surprised. surprised. Yeah. It's, it's very like yeah. It literally just tastes like uh like f- feed. Like, I don't know. Sure. It, it has that smell and everything. I mean, it's earthy. It's it's ground flour or ground uh, herb, really. It's like a really, really bitter tea, is, I guess is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to get you fucked up, you said? I mean, if you it's, drink it's, like it's several, several, several cups, for sure, it gets you just like really energetic. How close is it to ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> not on the spectrum. It's not on the spectrum. So not that, the spectrum. I'm not going to freak out and hallucinate here in a bit? Yeah, no. All right. Because that would be hilarious. That'd be a different prank. tea I should have brought. No, sure. yeah. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is definitely uh, an Argentinian. Uh, uh, yeah, Argentinians are just constantly walking around tripping balls at all times. It'd be kind of, <laughs> I mean, wild. Some Argentinians, I yeah, guess. But definitely. Sure. Argentina is like really South America. Argentina is the southernmost South American. That's country. like way down there. That's like as far down. Like when people say I'm from the south, and I look at them, and I'm like. I don't think I so. Think I'm yeah. from the south. You're definitely the most southern, the southern person I ever met. There, <laughs> yeah. it was him. And yeehaw! Was yeah, el yeehao, el yeehao, ito. Um, uh, <laughs> what uh, in Argentina? Does it get cold in Argentina? Freezing cold. Really, it does. I mean, further down south. So actually, in Buenos Aires, which is fairly north, Argentina is an extremely long country. Mm-hmm. North of Argentina, it actually uh, it snowed back in 2000 when I went down there, 2011, I think, or 2010. It snowed for the first time in 60, 70 years in the city itself proper. But it gets freezing cold. Okay. And also there, um, <laughs> it just it's colder, man. It's a different kind of cold. Which one? Is Argentina on the coast or is Ch- uh, Chile is on the coast? Both of them are on the coast. Oh, they so are? on opposite sides. Chile's on the west side. Argentina's on the east side. So Argentina's the wider one, but they're both on the very, very southern part of uh, South America. I need to look at a map. I should have done some research. Wow, dude. You should have done <laughs> some research. Of your I'm not really good on my South American yeah, countries. Yeah. But uh, if you ever get a chance, Buenos Aires is a beautiful country. Have you ever... Have you ever were you born there? So I was actually the first one in my family to be born here in the States. Uh-huh. And we were went back and forth until I was about seven. Uh, my mom didn't become a citizen of the U.S. until I was about 13, 14 years old. Okay. So That's cool, though. What brought you all here? Uh, that's a good question. So my uncle was the first one to come out here. And he wanted nothing to do with Argentina and just decided he wanted to live out here. Um, and then slowly, little bit by little bit, the rest of my family came up here. Uh, my dad was very persistent and originally wanted to move to Europe because he did not like the U.S. Yeah, he traveled and backpacked through Europe and then came to the U.S. and was like Florida back then in 1990 in South Florida in Broward County. He's like, man, this is kind of a kind of a shithole. He's like, I don't really think I'm going to live here. And then surprise, lo and behold, a year or two later, uh, ended up moving out here. Met my mom just before, and they had me just under a year after they moved out here. So but you moved down to South Florida? Or you, uh, to I, was, I was born in South Florida, All in right, Fort Lauderdale, or Broward County plantation area. and That's where you're from. Yeah, Broward County, Pembroke wow. Pines. Yeah. 
What hospital were you born in? Uh, Jackson Memorial in downtown Miami. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Billy calls me Tony 305 because yeah. he thinks that there's no difference between or, Miami, or, or Broward, or West Palm. Or or Jupiter or anything. Everything's 305. Yeah. Everything's oh, Mr. 30. Worldwide. I like that. Tony Worldwide. Tony Worldwide. Yeah. What about Fear Worldwide? Let's Fear. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. This is going to be the theme of the podcast. Sarah's going to shit on my tattoo. On the, on the I've got a tattoo. That's yeah. Like, well, hey, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 One and done. Well, yeah, right. That's exactly. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> you, you, you just came out swinging at me. Just right on time. You always think that I make fun of you all the time, but you just, you, you instigate it. I'd say we'll, this. We if if we get a certain amount of likes or comments on this, I'd vote that. Could Billy get a tattoo? For sure. Of what? It, uh, you get a nice no fear tattoo on your forearm also. Yeah, why? Or a buttock tattoo or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Something mild, small, doesn't matter what it is. Okay, but. all right, all right. But then if we don't get any user comments, then you have to get another No Fear tattoo on the other <laughs> I'm fucking game, bro. <laughs> what if it says less fear? Less fear. <laughs> a moderate amount of fear. <laughs> it's just like a butter knife. No, I want it to be the exact same one. <laughs> <A butter knife>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something like way softer. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't remember. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, you yeah. came out swinging at me. It was instigating and everything. Oh, someone's was a little sensitive yeah. today. We huh? went, so everybody on the bus uh, uh, mm. with Universal Green and everything, we were on tour this weekend. Uh, they, Steve was coming out with uh, uh, T-shirt ideas for Bottom of the Bill. And mostly it's just of you just uh, uh, doing Tony 305, like just making a Tony 305 t-shirt. I love it's it. Just, it's a t-shirt of me making a t-shirt. Fuck oh off, man. It's a t-shirt. Genius. What I had was like take like the Scarface movie poster and then just put your face on it and just that was a good one. Or, or like put you in like Pitbull sunglasses and a, a suit and then, yeah, Tony Worldwide. I like that one. That's yeah, I like big. the Pitbull sunglasses yeah. for sure. Because well, he's Mr. Worldwide. And I think he's from, he's from Miami, right? <laughs> I'd say 305 could be anywhere from the Miami to Jupiter region. Yeah. Oh, unless you're from Miami and then they're like, fuck you. You don't get to claim any of our shit if you're north of, of the county line. Yeah. It's you just know? stupid. Because it's my, all. My, my, it, I mean, my, my cousins get on uh, on me about that all the time. Really? I, I tell people, it's like, okay, Pembroke Pines is like right in between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And if you don't know Broward County oh, yeah. or Dade County, you don't know about Pembroke Pines. So I just, I, I, when I was growing up, Not I. one fucking pine tree. My there. dad worked so in Pembroke stupid. Pines for, for years. He had a, a jewelry store inside of a Publix in Pembroke Pines. Oh, nice. Inside of a Publix? Yeah, so in Weird. South Florida until I'd say about. Almost 10 years ago, there used to be a bunch of small businesses inside of Publix, and it was a very South Florida thing. Like, imagine, you know, lots of small businesses inside of Publix taking those little kind of vacant areas where they have yeah. the flower shops and stuff now. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's, just, it's a whole different thing down there. But, like, people that don't know Pembroke Pines, they just don't, like, or, or South Florida don't know Pembroke Pines. And then, so I, I grew up going to Miami a lot. It wasn't until I was much older Miami's. that I started going to Fort Lauderdale. So I, when people ask me and say, where are you from? I say, well, I'm from Miami because it's just easier to say it than well, Pembroke Pines. I say I'm from Fort Lauderdale when I'm really from Plantation. But that's right. like, you know, kind of like, yeah, what happens when you move out of there? But my cousins are all from Miami. They're like, you are not from Miami. Stop telling people that. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to tell them yeah, I'm where the like, fuck I, I want to be. I tell people <laughs> I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, but really I'm from Wilmore. It's kind of the same thing. Really? Yeah. So you're, you're a phony too. We're all I mean, phonies. <laughs> have you ever heard of the town of Wilmore, Kentucky? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Most people haven't heard of Plantation or Pembroke Pines if you're not from South Florida. Yeah. yeah. Again, no, there's no. Plantation and somehow there. Plantation sounds like way more racist than yeah, yeah, it actually is than Kentucky. So, Kentucky's not racist at all. Yeah. Oh. They didn't. They didn't shoot a a woman sleeping in her bed. Okay. Oh, Remember that? Anyways. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Interesting. All right. Let's get started. Let's let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> let's get to the good stuff. 
so the, the first question I usually ask people yeah. is, when did you discover music as a passion, like a passion for That's you? That's what you ask most people. We're not going to ask you that. <laughs> we want to just ask you, why? Yes. Why music? Yeah. Because I love to suffer, <laughs> make no money at all. Yeah. And just <laughs> have just like a soulless, fruitless passion. Yeah. I could have, I should have just, you know, been a literally anything else. Hairdresser. Yeah, you could. You Actually, hairdressers are pretty rare. Speaking of, you gonna, you're going to uh, present it? Oh, yeah. So I did. <laughs> Speaking of hairdressers, <laughs> I gave myself the old shave. Damn. Looking good. You know, I it's like funny it. because you got peop- to get to that, that shit tan. Because that's I know, right? Bad. Now I'm, I'm feeling less brown. But <laughs> it's it, it's funny. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> do a little side quest. Um, less people recognize me since I've cut my afro yeah. and my beard. Yeah. So now even less so. I feel like people, even the few people that recognize me, are gonna have a hard time recognizing me even now. But I knew you before you had all that, so absolutely. I, 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 that's when I was like, I didn't recognize you when I, I had my longer hair I was just and like, beard. My ex, like, is that fucking you? Like, yeah. Who's like, under all that? Yeah. yeah. You're looking like uh, late Beatles John for a while. Ooh. I uh, it took me a couple times of seeing you after you cut all your hair off mm-hmm. before I recognized. I, yeah. For a couple times, I was like, I was like, who's waving? It? Oh, it's fucking Max. You know what the funniest thing is though. Since I was a young kid, I've always had phases where I've grown my hair out long and yeah. cut it really short, grew it long, cut it short. It's just like it's like uh, it's like being in the, the, your own avatar, and you just want to change it up every once in a while. Yeah. Sure. You've had longer hair too. Oh, like way longer. It was like down on my shoulders and everything like that. This guy hasn't cut. We're a hair yeah. podcast now. Anton has been consistent since I've known that's you. I'm a consistent guy. That's uh, I like consistency. Power. Yeah, he hasn't he, aged yeah. one day since I met him. I've the gone. No Fear tattoo came out from the womb. It came, actually, I, it's, so. it's actually a birthmark. It's not even a tattoo. <laughs> not scared since birth. Yeah. So uh, the music question, though. Oh, yeah. What was it? When did I? Discover music as your passion. <laughs> Something you wanted to pursue. I mean, I think we've all listened to music when we were younger and, and have like a different connection with music. So like going back to like my connection with music, it's funny. Even though I grew up in the U.S., a lot of the music that I was presented to as a young child was music from the U.K. Because a lot of influence from Argentina actually came from the U.K. prior to, like, Falkland Island War and, I don't know, other history, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, uh, my dad grew up listening to Queen and stuff like that. So growing up, I listened to a lot of Pink Floyd and Queen and stuff. And I'd say one of, like, the first memorable things that I listened to that just like absolutely blew me away was Pink Floyd The Wall. Yeah. Which is, you know, super dark album. Now I think about it, the more I listen to it, the more I just want to like lock myself in a room and like cry for like four days. Yeah. It's a a heavy one. But but it's just the the composition of that, all the tonality and everything as a young kid, I was just blown away how someone could make something sound. I had the same feeling listening to that as I did watching Fantasia, which was one of my favorite movies as well growing up. Again, big composers. Uh, Tchaikovsky was yeah. a composer to that. And just all the animation and everything, the way everything worked together, I was like blown away. It was so abstract. And I always felt like that and the wall and all these things had this like element of kind of creating a world yeah, and creating this like massive sonic palette. And, you know, a great album feels like you're watching a movie. Yeah, it feels man. like you're part of like this adventure. Like you have this like connectedness to it. Definitely. And I think ever since then, like I've always kind of been on this self fulfilling quest because I write a lot of music, I produce a lot of music, I never release anything. Dude, I've got hundreds of songs I've had on Ableton, like from the Luma Grove days, yeah. which is where I've met Billy. Um, just a bunch of music that I, I just am constantly trying to like write an adventure, and that's like my quest. And just to have like have it as like just like here's 
Because that, that's what Pink Floyd was, I think, the best at. But the Beatles were pretty good at it, like, in the later days, like, Sgt. Pepper's and all that stuff. But, like, the like every single one of their album, like, uh, the Wish You Were Here album, that's my favorite. Yeah. I love doubt. that album, Absolutely. Man, yeah. But, like, that that whole, what's, I don't want to say vibe because it's Lunatic. So, yeah. It's, it's just, it has, like, this like this this feeling like it, that's to the album, but it's not the same as Dark Side of the Moon or, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Right. It's, it creates a whole different. It's a movie. Yeah. Like, it's cool yeah. when, like, a song also like denotes like gives you like a, a connotative feel to something like you know like when when certain sounds and tones can give you connotation for example like when you're playing a guitar solo when you're peaking on a guitar solo and you're hitting you know the high sustained note and you're just like wee, 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 like we all know like oh man he's killing it but imagine being on the front end of like imagine the first time that that happened right and this guy's like hitting the sustain note over and over and over again and you're just like what is going on here like i feel like gilmore in a lot of ways like paved such a path in that in terms of tonality right yeah or like these like massive reverbs where the guitar would just come in and just strike one note and that note would literally make your it made my balls grow for the first time. I was like, man, this is this is what it feels like. Like, he's, I like this feeling. He's a master of that, man. Like, I it wasn't. I mean, I appreciated it when I was younger, also because I just loved Pink Floyd and, and guitar players. But as I've gotten older, and I go back and I really, really listen with like a, a better ear. Yeah. That dude was on a different is is on a different S- level, man. You right. Know? Like, in using that limited gear of the past and doing what they're doing now, it's like. We are constantly sifting through gear, right? I mean, is that I feel like has become I don't know about you guys, I feel like that is like a constant quest sometimes, right? Is like sifting through gear where like you sit on something and like keyboards for example, yeah. right? I love the virus TI2, but every once in a while I put that thing on reverb to sell and I'm like, should I get a Prophet 6 because it has a warmer tone? Like sometimes like I don't like the distortive characteristic of it and other times I'm like, oh, that sounds great. But there's just so much multi-timbrality and like so much to choose from. Pedals, for example, there's so many pedals that kind of do the same thing, but some are a little bit different than others. It's like you can get so lost in the vortex of what sound quality is and sound tonality. And then there's bands like, um, are you guys familiar with like King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard? Yeah. yeah. Dude, they record like shit. Really? I don't know if you've seen the recording process, but they literally have like non-drum mics on their microphones running through like a tape machine that's like barely going on in these like small multi-track channels. And like some recordings are on, <laughs> uh, Stu, the lead guitarist records on his like iPhone, for example, and he'll record a solo there and he'll route that. And it just, he likes, you know, like the distort. it's kind of like the antithesis of what yeah, high f- quality lo-fi gear. stuff right? lo-fi right so it's like i don't know there's so many different approaches to you know there's lo-fi high quality approach and stuff but sometimes like minimalism in a lot of ways yeah. can really help shape those things i don't know I, I don't know why i went off that tangent i guess more so it's like it's crazy how back then using less gear they were able to do so much more that we're still trying to emulate nowadays. Yeah, with today's gear. gear. I will yeah. say that, like back back then, though, that was like the cutting it, like all, all the Voyager stuff on the mini mode that they were using. Like, shit. yeah, like that was the the. I can't imagine how much the uh, Voyager how exactly. how much that cost back. Or the yeah, like the mini mode. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, mini yeah, mo- yeah, mini yeah, mode. Yeah. The mini mode back then. That was like the when it first came out. You know what I mean? Because you know a lot about it. I know all about keyboards. Yeah. So the the mini mode. <laughs> uh, so the mini mode was. 
the most popular synth at the time, monophonic synthesizer. It was the only one, you know what I mean? There is, um, so... Why um, they call it a mini Moog if it was the only one? Because a Moog subtracted, you so this just took up an entire room at the there time. Was actually, oh. So they made it smaller there so was, you could gig with it. I yeah, you couldn't take a massive analog board. You ELP, he, he plays like a real Moog like that with all the... Uh, uh, um, all the wires and stuff like that that you okay. gotta connect to make a, a modular synthesizer. Mo that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, not yeah. subtractive synthesis. Subtractive synthesis is like what came out in the '80s yeah. when you have like FM synthesizers and they have like that kind of like digital sound, which yeah, actually paved the well way into making digital synthesizers. That okay. TI2 has an awesome FM. The that, TI, that, that is one of the cool you, things. You about can't, the TI2. you can't get another uh, keyboard yeah. that does that. And makes I mean, that bell even sound. even a lot about it, man. It, it really does have like such cool. And I do like the distortion sometimes too, but. Um, it you can make that thing sound really warm, and mm -hmm. just the amount of voices that you can stack on it, you yeah. can make that thing just sound. 50, Fifty-six polyphonic uh, at the same time. That means fifty-six notes at one time. Yeah, like, yeah. How, like you need like four hands to do that. Oh! Right. Right. In one note, so you know. know. Hang on. That's, how, what's fit, that's does you need twenty-five hands? I don't know how to math right now. I'm really fucking. Twenty-six over. hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need a lot of hands to, yeah. to make that. But yeah, you can't basically just synthesizers are super cool yeah. because <laughs> they um, make sounds that are super rad. Ever since I found that out about the virus, though, I'll uh, go to any other keyboard and I'm like, all right, how many notes gonna hit that at one <laughs> yeah. time until it like fucking right. craps out? Right. Yeah. I would never need to. Like, no, no keyboard needs more than ten. Really? Yeah. But well, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe not synthesizers, but I mean pianos and stuff. You know, more I than ten keys. Oh, that's right, because you're not human, so you have more fingers than ten. <laughs> I'm just saying that you, it's nice to have the range, you know what I mean? No, I'm saying he, he doesn't get this at all. When, you can hold down ten at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then move on to another Sometimes ten. my pinky can can hit, like, that's two notes at once. not what I'm so saying. <laughs> God damn it, man. This is so hard <laughs> to explain it. Another what what a, fucking a sustain with you, pedal is? Also, yeah, I know. Right. Also, the synthesizer, what you can do, for example, is imagine if you had your guitar, and then you had your guitar running through a different chain and you had another guitar running through a different chain of sounds yeah. and another guitar running through a different chain of sounds and playing all four on top of each other at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what multi-timbrality is. Okay. Yeah. So the ability of it having multi-timbrality is like you can start stacking. It's almost like having 16 of itself rerouting itself. It's, it's nuts, man. It's, it's like, it's almost too much. Yeah, it's almost like it's. Oh, it's way too much. It's like it's, but it's almost because there are some people that just make some amazing things with it. Where you're just like blown away. It's almost. It's like math. And that's why Axis, they haven't made a new keyboard since 2007. That was the last thing that they made. They're just like they make the Kemplers now. They make the analog Kemplers uh, okay. for guitars, yeah, like the yeah. modulars. Yeah. They completely have given up on synthesizers. That's yeah. why. Um, so I have a uh, Access Indigo Redback, which is the older version of the. Is like. Before the TI, it was the last of the K series, yeah, yeah, the yeah. KC series, and it had a really warm analog sound, and they decided to ditch that and go the total integration, so yeah, you can plug it into Ableton and use it as a plug-in and VST or whatever. But um, what I was going with that was um, um, in having that oh, – God damn it, where was I going with that? I was going off of oh, – I lost track. That's all right. Yeah. We do that a lot. <laughs> Anyways, nerds. But yeah, the uh, nerds. Uh, we, we. I never get to do this because he just hires jazz guitarists like, <laughs> like the whole time. But yeah, I talk to an electronic synthesizer. Yeah. The, with the only two in the fucking city. Four hundred <laughs> people. <laughs> Four hundred people have now left the chat room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, so it looks like someone's getting a second yeah. tattoo. Guys should drink. <laughs> 
Although that's not the worst <coughs> tattoo that you have on your body. Don't you have an awful one somewhere else? Uh, I don't have a. Yeah, it's not a great one. He also has There's a second one. Yeah. I want to know this. Did, did you did you put that tattoo on you before or after you came out with that album? Uh, before, long before. So you the t- the album cover is your tattoo. Because it, it was a concept that I liked a lot that just wasn't executed properly by the tattoo artist that I got it from. So, you know. You just show that to the crowd. I'm not going to show it to the crowd. <laughs> Where's that gonna, at? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's a special place. Been on, been on tour way too much. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Dude, right? That's I, I forgot about that tattoo at all. I can't make fun of it in, in, in front of other people because you, I mean, like. Because nobody just, else knows. Well, I could just be lying. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could say that you got it. Like a like a fucking red dragon tattoo all down your back. Yeah, uh, that might be true. I was hoping for like the butterfly tramp stamp, but I'm Ooh. Well, I might have that too. I might have a lot of tattoos you guys yeah, don't know says about. Wicked on this. <laughs> wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, um, was this, w- was keyboard your first instrument or Ooh. some some form Sorry. of that? That's okay. It's just a space heater. It's not plugged in. Um, so I played piano when I was a lot younger. I took classes when I was like maybe six, seven years old for a couple of years and kind of got bored with it and got over playing music and enjoyed listening to it more and played sports, played a lot of soccer and other things. But I came back to music in seventh grade. There's this guitar club in middle school and this really cool teacher, Mr. Alford, like put this together and I actually played bass in guitar club. Okay. And I played bass all the way through high school, and I actually played in jazz band in high school as well, too. So I played bass for a long time, and I think I just got tired of not being able to compose music. I wrote a lot of music with bass, but against, like, the monophonic, you know. So I went back to keyboards to write music. In fact, I actually started more as a producer rather than a player. When Billy and I really met each other, I was a lot more of a producer than a player. I was doing the Luma Grove stuff. Yeah, you were doing all Ableton stuff. Uh huh. And I was I was doing Ableton back in the day, and you know, back when it was still like pretty fresh too. Yeah. We were doing um, a lot of sample based stuff, and you know, a lot of the keyboard stuff was either run as MIDI to like write the songs, and then I had a little keyboard to do like leads and fill in things. Yeah, but you had. A, I remember you had a ridiculous setup. You had like ten different little uh, contraptions, like a chaos pad and all that stuff. Like on. Oh a, yeah, on and you know what? I I bring that out my new solo set. So I have my chaos pad, and I do basically a solo DJ set. I do a lot of live looping and stuff like that. But I've progressed the the rig over the years. That's pretty cool. I've yeah. condensed now. I now have the uh, Nord Stage Three. So I sample a lot of the. Uh, How much does that s- run you? You want to talk about it? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. More than nah. any, more than any guitar that's not like fucking fifty years old and I, somebody touched it once. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was expensive, but it was yeah. worth it because now I have to bring one synth or like one keyboard around so is I can it, play gigs with one whole one it, key. Is it uh, uh, weighted though, mm-hmm. or is it just semi-weighted? Semi-weighted, like, like, like the it's like, like stage three. Is? It's like the waterfall, but it's a heavier waterfall situation okay. on the stage. I just would hate. I just would hate to play on a weighted keyboard synthesizer. It just it just hurts. No, the semi-weighted. I mean, if you want to do like bass yeah. fills, like the whoom. or like or like my favorite thing is like yeah, this uh, the the Nord piano is all weighted keys. Also, it has organ. And you're like you can't fucking play organ on a <laughs> on a weighted key. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so lost. No, I'm not. I know <laughs> I know that organs don't have weighted keys. I get it. You didn't know that. I did know that. Yeah. You know, he thinks I'm completely ignorant to keys. Keyboard players have to summon different personalities when we're playing different instruments. As a clap player, you know, you got to bring the rhythm. Sure. As an organ player, you know, you got to bring the soul. Yeah. As a piano player, the the classical. Yeah. And as a synthesizer, you got to do the the Billy and Max and be rock stars. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Ow! 
So there, it's it's similar. I feel like it's similar with with every uh, with every instrument though. When you're approaching a different genre of music, you nah, have to play it all differently. Not really. No, no absolutely. I mean, you're, you know? Like when you're doing leads and stuff like that, yeah. versus when you're going into funk guitar and you want to do those clean sounds. And right. Stuff. Or when you're comping, like like you're comping. playing chords in a rock tune, or playing or comping over a jazz tune. Yeah. It's like it's all very different approaches. Tones that you're going to use are different. He just thinks that it's a slab of wood with some metal strings yeah, on there's it. Yeah. T- there's two guitars. There's one guitar that just the Van Halen plays, and then you have the second one that's Grandpa's guitar. Yeah, that's all it you know, is. You know, you, we need to make t-shirts that say keyboarders are no longer sidekicks. Yeah. And the reason I say too. that is because as a keyboarder, a lot of the times in a four-piece band when there's a guitarist, when guitarists are going in a solo, we do a lot of support. We go in an organ. We, like, help build things. And a lot of times when we're in a solo, guitarists a lot of times like to just kind of stay right there in the pocket and hold and hold. Where's our build, man? Yeah, where's oh. our build? Where's our build? Yeah, where's our build? Fuck uh, yeah. Was he going to go on strike? Until <laughs> yeah, I, get, that's that's what I get a proper He's fucking solo build. Not keyboardist fucking on strike. <laughs> uh, how can I play my mono synth if I have no... <laughs> well, I would so like keyboard on strike. I want to wear that fucking shirt every day. So, uh, <laughs> so I bet you know, says I, no fear on the back with a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing this one back. Man, I'm so you, I've actually, gonna... I've actually got a, I got, I got, a, I got an answer for this one. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. impossible to build behind your solos because you just got one speed, bro. You you start and you just go. It's just a wind up doll. There's what? no there's nowhere to take your solo. I have a, I you have just go. It's a million <laughs> notes a second. I have a what what, what was Eddie too. Van Halen? Everyone who plays speed. with me knows this. Yeah, I'm not a big. Fan. I'm not, I don't like what Van Halen either. What was Bon Jovi's speed? <laughs> He's at least three quarters of the way there by now, right? Uh, I'm just trying to say that. <laughs> what what I, all I hear is is can't mean won't. No, I definitely could build your solos better. You got to build them better but first. You won't do it. Is what you're saying. That's right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what it is. That's what it means. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Let's make T-shirts. Keyboardists on strikes. I would love need to. better builds. Yeah, need better builds. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> need better builds. I like yeah. it. I you mean, know what? That that it does happen a lot. Whenever we are uh, uh, doing uh, the Hangout Express or cover band that we do, mm-hmm. uh, we'll play Jimi Hendrix, and he gives me an organ solo, and you just you just go again. I'm gonna tune now. That's not. Oh, no, I'll drop. No, no. Well, he does no, 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 no. I, 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 yeah, I do. It, I turn the volume down. I also do it because you don't. I'm talking talk about building, right? I drop out to create a lower dynamic so you can build your solo. The problem is, is that you got one speed. So as soon as I give you the solo, you're going all out. Yeah. yeah. I drop out because I'm trying to let it build into something. Oh, mm, thank you, sir. You're not. You get what I'm saying? But you, but you don't. You drop out. You stop playing, and then you just like just look around and like get a drink and then everything like that. And you're saying that you're doing that. To help I don't me, get a drink on the. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 this is. That's what. Fucking see what happens on Saturday. Oh, you'll forget. No. We'll, we'll fucking see what happens. I, I love this. <laughs> this is, look at what I've created. Need better builds. Yeah, we need better builds. I yeah. need a better keyboard player. You free max? <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> hey everyone, just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played in some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention bottom of the bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. 
Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach. And be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. That's right. I, uh, I, uh, you offered me the position. As yeah. Well, yes. If it wasn't for Max, I would have never met you. Yeah. Well, Anton's like a lot simpler. And was like, <laughs> God damn it! Why did you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago too. Yeah. I think and we brought Sean ago. Thomas into the mix as well too when yeah, we were playing right. together. Max pretty much happened. started side hustle. If you think about it. <laughs> well, Sean was playing with us before Max got <laughs> I the am picture. The main hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. main hustle. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the hey, main squeeze. So Sean was first, and then Max, or, not the, or the other way around. Sean was first, and then Max came oh, in, I didn't and then I thought, I thought, I thought Max. No, no, no. I was with you guys first. Oh, he doesn't even remember. And then Sean Thomas came in because we were still with Sean Saul. When I first came in, it was like the tail end of him playing with you guys. Oh, And then right. I met, I reached out to Sean Thomas. And, well, Sean Thomas played with us a couple times. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Listen to this, Sean Thomas. And I was like, dude, this band's a tits. Let's do it. And then he ended up playing. Yeah, I remember that. I remember so, that, yeah. just to be clear, <laughs> I, I just want to make sure I got this right. And then we stole Aaron <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you, you got me to join the band, and then you got Sean to join the band, and you got Aaron. Yeah. So you to started, you started side hustle. No, no, no. I didn't. Aaron, Aaron already played with Anton. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. All he got was one player, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Sean was a mutual thing. Aaron yeah. had or, yeah, yeah. Sean, because Sean w- w- had was getting integrated at the same time that Max is uh, r- right after Max had started playing with us, and then a- there was one night after a gig where we all sat down mm-hmm. with Sean. We're like, "Yo, man, this is what we're trying to do." Yeah. It was outside of like Mardi Gras or exactly, something, right? Exactly. That's what it was. And I then Sean that. was like fucking hammered. It was a really good gig. We got a lot so of fun. drunk. Yeah, it like, was real great. There was like two people up front, like this hammered lady. I remember who like yeah. kept getting way too close. And, like, yeah, I kept. You know when people dance in front of your keyboard and hold the drink over it and they're doing this yeah. and you're just like looking at every drop hoping that, God, please, not a single drop on this keyboard. Yeah, get it's out of here. fully electronic. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then and then Sean, and then we just all sat down with Sean in the parking lot. We were like, yo, man, so this is what we're trying to do. Let's fucking do it. You know, it's fucking fun, man. Let's do it. It's a good time. And he was just like, I fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's just like so, so what like, an idiot, and you're yeah. still here, still here, bud. <laughs> that was fun, man. But I didn't know that they. I, I knew that either you got Sean into it or Sean got you into it. Mary Jane got into the last dance of Mary Jane. And yeah, he's just like I'm sold. I'm fucking sold, bro. <laughs> Little Maroon Five. Little Maroon, you know? oh, the Maroon Five. <laughs> yeah. He was in it. it. Was so funny. You you came over to my house and you were uh, telling me about it, and he was like, he pays pretty good, and he's a nice guy. And uh, I think how long that conversation lasts? I was like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, and then he just and then he just left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it t- it I took went. No I, I went me. to uh, Humboldt and yeah, worked in right. the pot industry for a little you, bit to save some money. Yeah, you which fucking, I did not make any money. Yeah, you fucking got the hell out of Dodge after that. Where did you go? I went to Humboldt. Did like a little What's trip Humboldt? in uh, Northern California. Oh, okay, sorry. So I went there to work on a weed farm and just kind of traveled around a little bit. I was with Kyle and TJ, and we later. That's when we first started doing the trail diver stuff. Yeah. We had been doing trail diver stuff prior to it. TJ wasn't singing with us back then yet. And then we kind of solidified stuff and started jamming and writing tunes. And little bit by little bit, that's we decided to come back and we moved in together. So, oh, so you went you went to Jackson, you went to Humboldt County 
from Jacksonville and they came with you as well? Or did you meet? We up all there? travel together. Oh, okay, okay. But oh, they're all from Jacksonville too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. before we get the trail diver stuff, I obviously want to get into all that stuff. But yeah. you were in a band called Luma Grove first. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I moved. That's why I moved here, right? Okay. Yes, so you want to talk about that project a little bit? Sure. Uh, shout out to Ryan Tinney. Yeah. Big shout out. Love nice, that kid. Nice you about ten man. Um. So, uh, Ryan Tinney, uh, dates um. A mutual friend, this girl I've known from freshman year of high school. She she's from back home. Okay. Basically, neighbor came up here to visit her, and I was going to UCF at the time, and kind of wanted to get out of the Orlando area. Didn't want to finish my degree out there, and I came up here, came to Jacksonville, loved everything, the surf community, and everything, all the people that live out here, good people. I had a lot of friends that moved up here, and I was like, man, this is where I need to be. And Ryan Tini and I had one of those kind of talks. Uh, like the drunk talks of Sean Thomas, yeah. only ours involved psychedelics, yeah, and which was way more convincing, yeah. <laughs> way more convincing. Yeah, it's the equalizer. And uh, yeah, after after kind of just getting together, uh, just before then, it's funny. I started a solo project called Rising Palm, and I was producing stuff, and he really dug it, and we decided to kind of put tunes together. So we did this like down tempo trip hop duo. So it was like very cool lounge trip hop heady tunes and him playing drums and we were playing such cool like festivals and venues at the time. Uh and then after a while Ryan Tini and I just decided to kind of, you know, go different ways. I stopped playing music for a while after that. I kinda just focused on other things. Personal things. I just wanted to I went traveling to Central America for a while and kinda fucked off then too and uh, he ended up playing Swanee Halloween that year. I think it was the first Halloween. He did like a DJ set late night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's actually yeah how I met Billy. So through Billy, we ended up being in the same management company yeah. with Pockets. Poc- Pockets Presents. With Pockets, Pockets Presents. Presents. Who's done since retired from the uh, from the game. From the music scene? Yeah. Yeah. Poor I, guy. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah, actually, he's been posting stuff about him surfing and stuff. Pockets, if you're on Go Surf, let me know. Yeah. But he... Uh, yeah, he put us together. I'll never forget this one time. I was at like 1904s. It was early years when 1904 was first getting going. Is when we were playing, and you know we were playing there like quite a few times because you know back then I don't think Jason had a lot of bands to come play at the venue. No. I know you guys had played there several we played times. The, we there. played their first show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think I think at the were we on the bill? Ball? Yeah, were we? At, no, I don't think we were just playing everywhere. But it was, it's were all we video on that bill with you, or were we on the? Or, or we was like I don't know we if played a few together, but I remember we did. I don't remember. It was so long ago. It was like back in. But that's 20. where I met Sean Thomas too, and Ben Strock and all of them was playing with Luma Grove. We played at Jackrabbits together, and then I saw Sean Thomas a week later at Wani Music Festival, and nice. we were like, "Dude, like-minded, let's be friends." And he said, "No way," and I said, "Too late." <laughs> yeah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like a legit scenario. <laughs> yeah, chicken blade for you. You want chicken blade? It's like an inside joke, man. We had a good time that weekend, but uh, yeah, that's how I met Billy, and we. Uh, yeah, hung out since then a few times, but we did that uh, Fort Lauderdale show where we jammed together, me, you, and Tinny. Um, 
the place was called like High Dive or something. It no, was like that's in, Gainesville. No, no, it was called or Dive or man, what was it called? The Dive Bar, in Fort, Fort Lauderdale? Lauderdale. Yeah, in like downtown Fort Lauderdale. Oh, downtown, yeah, yeah, was yeah. It? We did the after party we with the, the, after the guy party. that was playing the pedal. Yes, <laughs> I forgot that you were there for that. Yes, yeah, that's right. Because it was it was you you Apocalypse put that together to have an open jam. Yep. After the festival that we played, I think Dumpster Funk headlined. I can't remember who it was that headlined. But everybody went down down to Fort Lauderdale, and uh, in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Downtown. Yeah, that's, what did I say? So, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I'm just right, saying anyways. it was like 2012, like a bunch of wooks in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I forgot that it was you and uh, uh, Tenny that uh, put that together, and, and then I was gonna come up and play with them, and then it was just like it's open jam for all the musicians that played at uh, uh, a BE. Easy uh, music festival. Oh, I can't remember the name of what it was. Yeah, B E. It's B E Z music festival, which okay. is similar to the band here, but it's n- no correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, and this fucking guy is like, I uh, was definitely not at the fucking show at all at the festival, but he came to the show and he just turned his fucking uh, oh. Marshall amp to eleven, oh. and then had a distortion pedal. And that's all <laughs> that he had, and it was the loudest, most annoying thing in the world. And it was I just love like, it. oh no, I'm jamming Sorry, right now. With yeah. You. And we were all just staring at him, like, get the fuck off the stage, dude! Like, stop. We couldn't hear each other. No, we couldn't hear anything. Like, it was so. That sounds like the most South Florida they ever heard. Some dude yeah, it, just like a pedal way too in long, amp. and it yeah. drove everyone away. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's like us three on stage, and we're like, all right, let's call it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, he wouldn't get off the stage. And apparently he's like some sort of South Florida musician royalty, is what I heard. <laughs> like his dad, it fucking owns a dealership or something. I don't know. Uh, my dad dope, owns a dealership, but, but like, bro. Yeah, apparently he is. <laughs> dope, bro. But he's he's in he's Fuck in uh, yeah. like some some sort of like noise rock band down there. And just because of that experience, I fucking hate that genre. I'd never I'd never want to see a noise, noise rock. Noise rock. You know I, what that is? I, I I mean I've heard uh, it's of the genre. It's people just pedals apparently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I thought you had a. And now we're going back to our David Gilmore conversation, yeah, where right. it does not matter your tone. Turn that shit down. Yeah, turn right. it down. That's uh, you want to do a line of keyboard as T-shirts. I'm like, do you, oh really? That, does your tone sound that much better? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. You gotta really let it breathe. Otherwise, like, I'm not. If you don't turn it up so that. I can't hear anything else. Like you're not gonna hear the tone, man. Yeah, that's true. We should make a shirt that says "Love should be polyphonic." <laughs> <laughs> that's love a good one too, man. Uh, but steal but my ideas, I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> we're standing here first. This is published and copyrighted. All right, Facebook sick. does a really good job of of following up with it. Thanks, Zuckerberg. They don't at all, man. Did you see? Have you seen <laughs> Greenhouse Lounge's uh, 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 Facebook page? It's a it's a fucking clothing shop from Thailand. Yeah, it got hacked. Right. It got hacked, and uh, Dave's been Kinda on. Dope. <laughs> no, we're not dope at all. We just had those like three shows. And everything. Are they like making you free merch? At least no, not at all. <laughs> and, and so like so we're trying merch plug. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. We uh, he tried really hard to like get Zuckerberg to take it down, and they just like they're like, yeah, we'll look into it, and they won't do it for a year. We'll totally look into it. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. And he and there's there's almost like I think it's close to like ten thousand likes on it, and everything like. Yeah, that's just all gone now. That sucks. Because it's really Yeah, they all just decided to bail. Jump ship. Anyways, Facebook sucks. We can all agree on that. Are they that. good shirts at least? Did Make you order any? Have you like tried any, them on? Any what? You said From Thailand? Yeah. No, the shipping on that's insane. Because <laughs> 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 of the shipping. Yes, they don't the have shipping, my yeah. size. Nobody in Thailand is my size. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the same height. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, fucking, I don't wear a youth large <laughs> t-shirts. Um, Anyways. 
All right, so, <laughs> so man large, Lou McGrove. <laughs> you guys, had, at some point, you guys had stopped uh, yeah. playing together. Yeah. So he, uh, Ryan Tinney, continued the project. He moved out to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And I'm not sure. He was he was our drummer for a while too. Yeah, he played for Lucky for, Costello for two oh, months. Okay. And then he's like, I'm out. I'm going to Colorado. But yeah. Is he's that was that the end of you playing with Lucky Costello after no, that? No, you guys still played. Who who'd you have a drummer as uh, a drummer? Jeremiah Bacalor. That's right. Yeah. Right. I knew I knew him from high school from cross country and he plays drums metal uh, drummer. Um, yeah. So after that, I kind of took a hiatus from music and then when I came back from Central America, I was really inspired and put out another self-produced project and it was called Trail Diver. Okay. And that was the first Trail Diver album. Was um, I really got into listening to music from around the world, and I sampled music from everywhere. It was so cool. I sampled music uh, from like a Mapuche tribe, which is a tribe in Argentina, Bolivia region, uh, in South America. Uh, one song has like some African samples in it as well too, and like kind of from all over the world. And it was like a down tempo trip hop album. And my is that on Spotify or anything? It's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, okay. And it was cool because the process of putting the music together um, was through Ableton. And what I would do is I would line loops and have things go down, and I would live record these going down these tracks and kind of mixing everything. I was really inspired by, like, the Spongle process of, like, mixed board uh, DJing. Yeah. And I put this album together, and in the I, I didn't know what to call it, and it's funny because out of the musical process, I decided to call it Trail Diver because what I was doing essentially was I was diving down my launch pad and like every single time I'd click on a new loop, it would sound like kind of the same thing where I was constantly trying to create like a vibe or like like a world or an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So these songs are very um, like progressive. It's not like a constant jam. They're constantly changing. Okay. And it is like kind of creating an adventure. The songs are like seven to nine minutes long. And it's awesome. just like groove after groove after groove. So, yeah, that's how like the name Trail Diver kind of started sticking around. And I just always thought it was like an interesting that's a dope name. I yeah, love it. Yeah. So do you, so, you got in production. It's, you got into the production side really before you became a player. Dude, I got in the production side when I was in high school. I used to have a program called Cool Edit Pro. Oh, dude, you're the only person that knows about that. That's what I would use to get uh, rid of lyrics out of stuff. There you go. Like, it was the first function that you could do to do that. Wow. Yeah, I used Cool Edit Pro, cool Edit Pro 2.0. Though, right? Yeah, it was yeah, 2.0. 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to use uh, Cool Edit Pro and Fruity Loops. I'd make all my sure. drums on Fruity Loops. I'd bring it in until I got a uh, electronic drum set. Yeah. And I started playing all the drums and stuff. Um, and yeah, I used to bring in a mix, like a hybridization of MIDI and audio. So I'd play guitar and bass. And I have these old songs on this old desktop computer that I've never exported. I know. From like when I was 16 years old. Yeah. I've got the same thing, all those like songs on a computer, and I'd like they're just gone forever. Yeah. I feel so bad. I, I was I was making like just fucking just tracks every single yeah, fucking day. Yeah, exactly. And they were Awful. Yeah. They were so bad because I started. Yeah. I started uh, around that time, like ninth grade. Mm -hmm. is when I started. We were doing Fruity Loops, and they were just so bad. Y you <laughs> know who my biggest influence was in high school, and to this day is still kind of my biggest musical influence, in the Gorillas. The Gorillas are great, gorillas, and the reason I'm going to say the Gorillas is because they have their original album. If you listen to the album, every song sounds completely different. They do. It, it's literally like a change of genre, change of pace, like. But somehow they made it work where it kind of has like that same feel to it. And it like the whole album from start to finish has like that. You can listen to it very storyboard-esque or whatever. And then, you know, they've constantly changed their style with everything they've done. 
And it's funny how, like, so far ahead they are. It turns out that Damon Auburn recently of the Gorillas put out a track with Paul McCartney. Yeah, of course. You I mean like, how, where else do you go from there no, if you're I fucking know. English? I was like, I thought that was so cool. He also man. put out a track with George Benson. He's done one with Flea. He was in a band called uh, The Queen and I, or I think that project was The Rocket and the Moon or something. He did an album with Flea. No shit. He's dude. He's produced so much stuff. He was in yeah, Blur. Yeah, Blur. of course. That's how I got mean, all his money. Is Duke Gorillas. God damn, so dude. I'm, cu- I'm curious. So, like, producers in in a similar way have to get find like. The similar way that, that, that you know mo- most musicians have to do, like, you find like a like like a thing that makes you you, right? Like you find a sound, you find that a lot of musicians like you hear guitar Shit. players, you hear like, you hear singers that they, they have like a certain sound where you say, like, oh man, that's that's them. Mm-hmm. Do producers have a similar thing? Um, I don't know if they have a similar thing, but something I feel like I thrive on is like a sense of comedy. Okay. Kind of like my live shows, like I always try to have like some sort of wackiness or goofiness. I, I like I've always aligned to that. In making sound, sounds and like tones and stuff, I'll hear something and just be like, "Man, this is so outrageous!" And out of that usually comes inspiration for wanting to build a track, and little bit by little bit, it becomes something. Right, right. I I, I know that sounds really weird, but like, like. It's almost like fun has been like the driving tool to like m- producing stuff. That's like, what it should be. Like right. writing music should be fun, right? You know? So it's like hearing a tone where you're just like, <laughs> like, whoa, what is this? Or like writing, you know, a composition. And you're just like, man, this is kind of wacky. And like putting it together, it's like a fun challenge. And when it works, you're like, man, I can't believe that worked. Right, right. So, so that that is another aspect about what you do that's kind of unique. Or I think maybe you're seeing it more now with a lot of people, but I think that you were kind of, kind of onto this wave of like bringing your personality into the music. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. And it's, uh, and I used to, when, when you guys were doing all those videos, that shit was cracking <laughs> me up, bro. That. Uh, first off, the videos yeah. were just well done yeah. and the ideas are really it. smart. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, slowly a little bit by little bit producing videos and I have a massive list of videos that I'm uh, in the middle of producing right now that, yeah, we'll still be coming out. So. so what do you think is the, just even outside of your own endeavor, what do you think the importance of, of artists doing that now is in the age of social media? So social media is super important because when we were doing the Luma Grove stuff back in 2011, 2012, yeah. promoting for a show like through Facebook like was kind of effective, but people were still kind of talking about things. You were still kind of reaching out to people about things Printing a poster, putting a poster. We were handing out flyers. Handing to out flyers, especially after God. shows, dude. Imagine the hours we used to spend handing out flyers. We used to stuff. hang. We used to hang out outside of Freebird Live at, and wait until like. Okay, Please come to our after party. Yeah, we just be like, no, the, we would have we would I, have flyers for our, for our show, right? Oh yeah, even outside of the after party. And, and the it, 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 we just know that there was gonna be a ton of people right here, and there's only one exit, so we're like, take a flyer, take a flyer, yeah. take a flyer, but. That's what you got to do at first. Yeah, that shit sucks. But (laughs) social media helps now, and I think it's really important with anything, right? I think it's important, like, when I view something, I always enjoy the intention behind things. I feel like intention drives personality, drives brand, drives this, drives that. And I think if you're really clear with, like, what you're doing and you have – 
not like overconfidence, but if you're if you like what it is that you're doing and you can show people that you like what it is that you're doing, I think people will give it a chance. Yeah, definitely. And I think having the ability to do so is what social media is good for is having that like openness and honesty with people where it's like, man, like I think this is going to be a great time. Like, I really think it'll be a great time. So let me put some effort into showing you how great of a time it will be. Totally. We did this uh, 1904 UFO party with trail diver and we made these like three goofy videos. Yeah. I dressed up in a gold spaceman suit and talked an alien and we had this green screen and it was so poorly done and we were fucking hammered filming (laughs) this entire thing. We partied through this thing and there's like these like background scenes of me falling on this wheelchair as an alien that are just like (laughs) subtly there and we just put so much time Kyle put in so much time editing these videos and you know those intentions kind of are portrayed like when you see something no matter how low budget or how silly or stupid something is intention is a big driving aspect of it totally man totally we just love into things we just released this video a few weeks ago where it was like literally billy and i just like arguing in the studio (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just like (laughs) that was the best thing we ever come up with yeah without a doubt it's so true to what you guys are yeah, 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 yeah. To, to everything it's exactly like you talking shit about his fucking no fear tattoo he and fucking you started shit it about him. Like, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> he always fucking it's starts legendary it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious but it's great and i think that's you know that stuff shouldn't be people yeah. like to see that i like, people to, like see to see that. it also i think nowadays where where because of the way that music is it's so easily accessible there's so much out there and I think that if you want people to listen to your shit nowadays, you have to kind of give them a little bit of extra to buy into it, you know? <laughs> right. and it's like giving them that behind the yeah. scenes and that kind of that kind of insight makes them buy in a little bit more than just like, hey, here's our music. We hope you like it. It's like, well, why should I listen to you? There's a, literally yeah. millions of other bands out but there. It's so crazy because then, you know, there's the antithesis of social media where you have these people who just put out like a track and somehow this track on Spotify gets picked up and has like so much like – you know popularity and then all of a sudden they make these like massive tours out of this single track and you're like man like there's there's no right or wrong way to play the game right there's no game i think it's like if you remove the fact that you're playing a game and it's you're making music and you hope people like what they hear and then from there kind of build whatever it is that you enjoy i feel like maybe that'll be it but i mean i don't fucking know because i'm not doing that or i'm not putting out a lot of content or you know but i feel i feel like just that honesty is important with yourself too right yeah honesty totally. with people and honesty with yourself it translates man it's, i think people really feel that and they, they can sense yeah. like the like the, the dishonesty too it, it, that translates sure. in the music and and your persona on stage unless or your persona is to be like a dick and be dishonest and just say weird shit and blast all sorts of you know, profanity and weird stuff online. Some people dig that too. It's like, it depends on what That's you're true. trying to put out. Yeah. Anybody can be famous. <laughs> yeah. Like anybody, Anyone can be famous. If they can, if they try hard enough or never try. I don't, it's yeah. very weird. Yeah. I don't Click on my OnlyFans account. P.S. I also make music. Song yeah. has like 400 million. Yeah. 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 You're like, what? That's somebody was telling me, a friend of mine was <laughs> telling me about that recently. Whatever. They were like, you should really start like an OnlyFans. And I was like, bro, that's a fucking porn thing. And he was like, she was like, not anymore. It's not. Really? If this video gets enough likes and comments, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy gets his tattoo, starts an OnlyFans, shows off the tattoo. Yeah. 
Dude, we're talking uh, about I'll like. I'll fucking spread my cheeks to get on some <laughs> fucking Bonnaroo's fucking list if that's what it comes down to, man. I was going to say, though, uh, that was my suggestion that we should do uh, uh, when we were talking about like, where should we put this money uh, into marketing? I'm like, bro, like all these fucking Instagram models, you know that they do that. They'll be like, if uh, they'll give you a listen, like if you give us five thousand dollars, we'll uh, support your business and I make a video with you, and they're just like just wearing bikinis and everything like that, or nothing. And fucking, why are we fucking making was porn it, stars promote was, our shit? It was, was it Rumstein who made like a porno music video? Did oh they my really? God, that is way too. Far. That makes sense. I, I could see <laughs> them doing that. Do that at the same In time? Europe, though. Uh, I yeah. Know. Yeah, because they're. Ah, see how he changes. That's just like that's just like a normal thing for them, like every single day. Oh yes, it's on Pontenhaus, and we've seen this like twenty hundred times, but it has music in it, so you know it's going to be so good. (laughs) Like, yeah, man. No, I think I I think (laughs) yeah, they're ridiculous. I I don't really understand the. (laughs) Yeah, two hostages, a classic. <laughs> yeah. What, what I think is so crazy uh, a lot of the times is because, like, Rammstein is, like, this huge fucking metal band, almost like a metalocalypse, you know what I mean? Uh, Dude, and headlining I, big festivals. But yeah. I've, never, I've never, like, met anybody who loves them. You know oh, what? I have friends right. back home who love them. Really? I'm sure oh, yeah. outside of, like, Duhas. Like 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 generally like cult classics like no you're right shows. it was really it's very surface level yeah but, but still but I'm just trying to say that's what's so crazy to me is how, how like there are really eight billion fucking people on this planet there's enough fans to go around for all these genres totally like I I, I you go to certain parts of fucking Florida and it's just like I don't know any of these fucking country stars but like they fucking sell out. Stadium. Well, you think about like I've never heard their song bro, before. The, but everybody else is like, "Yep, we've heard it before." Well, yeah. The, you think about like so. You remember that band, the Scorpions? They did "Rocky Like a Hurricane," oh, all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that song was big in the U.S., but apparently are they you, have t- they have another are you song. About, yeah, Sebastian Bach from Trailer Park Boys. No, uh, wait, was he in Trailer Park Boys? Yeah. Did you ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, I watched Trailer Park Boys. He's, he's the one that helps him with the fucking uh, train in like the very end. With the train. Is it, yeah, well, with the whatever. Either way, but no, no, tell me. The, they, they get they get a train to uh, transport a bunch of weed for a bunch of cigarettes over the Canadian to mainline. Yeah, and Sebastian Bach is there at a train convention because he's super into trains, and he just becomes a huge character. In you know, it. I vaguely yeah. remember this. So, okay, so <laughs> so so yeah, it's probably it's probably the same guy. Yeah, it uh, is the same guy. <laughs> so, um, anyways, they had a bigger song than that, yeah. that uh, called "Winds of Change." That was okay. apparently like. I mean, huge all around the world, but in America, no one really knows about it. Yeah, fuck winds of change. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's just wild. Even like you know, thirty years ago, forty years ago, there was music that's like just because it wasn't popular or known here doesn't mean that it was doesn't have like you know a huge following elsewhere. Asia, dude. Like think about that. Think about the the community or, or or. just the back and forth where we'll pick up things that isn't popular there and vice exactly. versa as well too. Just exactly. you never know your market. Yep. Yeah. There's just, a lot of blues bands based out of South Florida that are like playing bars around town because that's just what we'll have them here. But like they'll go to the UK, they'll, they'll go to Europe and play huge festivals and make tons of money insane. because in Europe they fucking love the blues. It's like an, like, like an American novelty to them. Really? You know? So oh, we love this silly little American yeah, music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? Exactly. My soul was poured into this, you stupid yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just it's it's crazy um so so at what point did you did you decide that you you want to take trail diver from like a solo thing to, to creating like a band with it uh, or is that always the intention 
Uh, I met Kyle and Jared, who Jared is the milkman. Yeah. And for anyone who has no idea what that means, if you watch our videos and silly things, he would come out and do milk solos. This kid would dress up as a milkman, throw a mustache on, chug milk. <laughs> I mean, it just... Yeah, it was, it was rad. Yeah. Like during a song or like just that he would get it? Whenever. Song? I don't okay. know. All right. There's no <laughs> context <laughs> to any of this. <laughs> it was just kind of all a shit show in the best way possible. But Kyle <laughs> and Jared lived together uh, at the beach. And I met them through this kid, Tom, who had reached out to me. I had come back from Central America and wasn't I, – I recently graduated, didn't have a job, was working, doing landscaping and bullshit – and this kid reached out to me and says, hey, do you want to play cover gigs with us? Make some cash. Which, back then, I was an idiot. I didn't realize cover gigs meant no money whatsoever. But What? <laughs> just kidding, dude. Oh. It was like low-paying gig. It was like playing at Wine Bar in Jacksonville Beach. Oh. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I said, yeah, absolutely. And with playing with him, I met Kyle, who played guitar. Um, and I also met Henderson Oliveras. Henderson now, he plays with LPT every once in a while, is, dude, a legendary percussionist. He was in Trail Diver for a while, and he was recorded in our self-titled first uh, album that we did uh, as a band, where we had Jamal play drums on that, Sean, Sean Thomas played yeah. bass and song. Saying, yeah. Yeah, and we had Kyle on guitar. That was a good album. I like Thank that, you, yeah. And, yeah, that was with, with these guys, um, and I met Kyle, and he kind of re-sparked my interest in wanting to make this hybridization of electronic stuff with like a full band. It's always been my goal, even with Luma Grove. I've always wanted to do this hybridization of production and full band and, and you know, just make like a super band. Yeah. And, the you know, those musicians were rad. I met Sean and, and Jamal through uh, Herda Watts. Henderson uh, was playing with Kyle and I met Kyle and yeah, we made that first album. We produced it in Kyle's house actually. At the beach, you came in and you recorded some Two stuff. Songs. We didn't end up releasing that song. There's a few songs that we. Um, that yeah. was on the Prodigy that I had. That was on the Prodigy. Yeah, I don't love that synthesizer. I'm that. so jealous it's of that. That was had to be at least like five or six years ago. Yeah, at least. At so, least. You still got that saved somewhere? I'm sure we do. You gotta send it to me. So Absolutely. We'll see if I yeah, got we'll rehash that. Or worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Trail Diver kind of came through there, and then little bit by little bit we. It became a different entity. We took that trip. We were playing together. I took a trip out west, came back, and it kind of just developed into a rock band based on who we started having in the band. And we ditched all the production stuff and just became like a band band, and it became a party band. And yeah, that's what Trail Diver was. Yeah, for 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 a hot minute. Was that what is that the direction that you felt you wanted to take it, or was that just what ended up happening based on who was in the band? It was based on just listening to the project and knowing like what it should have been right like uh, you know i it's hard i i I definitely have a fault sometimes when i want to put a certain sound on something i think everyone does when you kind of have a direction of what you want to do and hearing how things should sound pass the jim beam please jesus christ i was trying to interrupt max but he wasn't picking up on the cue (laughs) anyways but yeah man that's like the hard thing like i'm sure sometimes this guy wants to play fucking trance music all day and you're like dude you know just this is over a everything song. Like, yeah. so it's fucking blues tune yeah. this guy just wants 170 <laughs> bpm just fucking finally fucking got an outlet for it dude <laughs> get a fucking greenhouse lounge i get to do that whenever yeah. i feel like it cool but yeah man good riddance i, I think I listening joking. to a project and is goodbye to me i was joking but yeah listening to a project is important yeah, yeah listening to like what a song needs or 
the musicians that you have involved is important. And being like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't push this and just let what it is be what it is. It's a different level of humility I feel like you have to get to. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of like like a band like a new band probably wouldn't have that level of like awareness, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. It was from all of us playing. We busked for a little bit as well too. We we played music out in the streets and like Humboldt and other places and you know, just kind of felt the vibes of what was fun and we were good at making a party. That's 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 the truth. Party and, band for sure. And how and when did Steve and Aaron come into the picture? Um Aaron came first. So Jamal plays with everyone. Yeah. He's a Jamal, you are a musical slut. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know this. And yeah, so we decided, you know, we needed a drummer. We sifted through a few drummers and eventually we got I reached out to Aaron and Aaron played a gig with us and I was like, Hey man, whenever you have free, we'll make trail diver shows. So trail diver was really like when we had free time, when everyone was available. And then we had Steven, we had all sorts of different bass guitars. I feel like the bass was like the hardest instrument for us to fulfill for some reason. But I knew Steve from back in the day as well too, from when I went to UNF and from when he was in Spore and yep. even prior to that, just from the music scene, from the heady music scene, from psychedelics and all, all the bad stuff. And yeah. and eventually, yeah, I reached out to him and he came and played one show with us and we all looked at each other and we were like, oh, this is this is the shit. Yeah, Steve's great, man. Yeah, he's all, he's a lot of fun to play with too. Yeah. You know, Steve's doing Greenhouse now. Too. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, playing yeah, guitar, yeah. dude. He oh, fucking yeah. shreds. Yeah. He's Steve is so guy. funny. Yeah. This is a shout out to you, Steve. He, he was, was on the podcast a few, few months piece ago. of shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, yeah, he's playing bass. I know he uh, always would rather play guitar. He shreds the guitar, but yeah, we needed a bass man. So for a while there, towards the end, we had uh, Kyle and Steve switching off on bass and guitar. Oh, nice. So we'd have so Kyle, that's what I was gonna. Kyle actually does play some there. Kyle plays bass very well. Kyle's but he's an your, amazing he, musician. But he's also the milkman. I just no, 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 that's Jared. I'm so sorry. I got yeah. yeah. Names Kyle, Kyle's stuff. a guitarist of Drill Diver. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah. play often enough, but he shreds. And but he composes very well, but too, man. But Jared doesn't play anything. Jared plays the milk jug. <laughs> plays the milk <laughs> the jug, beer bro. jug. All right, just making sure I got it all together. Because <laughs> there are. I was like, good Lord, how many people is in that band then? Or was in that band? I don't know what to say. So at one point, I think we were seven or eight of us. Oof. Wow. That's a lot. So that's yeah. what became very hard. Yeah. So traveling around with that many people became very difficult. And it became overwhelming putting together shows. So the last great thing that we were supposed to do that unfortunately the weather did not permit that day is we had an Almond Brothers band tribute mm -hmm. where we included Henderson on percussion and Ben Strock as secondary guitar and we were going to do this big blowout uh, headline set at the wine, at the uh, amphitheater at the beaches, the outdoor amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. We were going to headline this festival and do this Almond Brothers band thing and uh, weather was awful that day so we ended up kind of having a party and playing it somewhere else instead. I remember that, yeah. But um. But, yeah, I mean, there were times that, you know, I'd put together these events, and it was tough, man. It was like having a bunch of kids around at all times, and it's tough. It kind of, like, burnt me out a little bit just having that many musicians in a project was tough. It's like hurting cats, I was, man. I was, you know, managing. I was, you know, putting a lot of that stuff together. It was, you know, it was a bigger project than I thought it was going to be. I think it would have been better if someone were to manage, would have managed the project. And we've tried having managers, and you know, everyone fell through the wayside. I mean, we were pretty unmanageable. Well, it's yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's hard to find people that are going to 
they're they're gonna take your project as seriously as you want to take it you know so a lot of times i feel like managers and agents can fall short if if especially if you don't have everything that all the tools that they need to do their job properly you know what i mean yeah it's 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 a hard it's it's a hard thing our balances we've always just wanted to do our thing like we've played so many events outside of the music industry and that's like something that one of the reasons why I got burnt out from it and have decided to do what I do now is I've got tired of like trying to play like or, or trying to be part of like the heady festival scene yeah. and that sort of thing. I have been enjoying, for example, every year, I don't know if you guys know this, I play a surf competition yeah. that Justin Quintal holds. Um, and uh, he's a good friend of mine and he holds this uh, – Longboard competition every year. He didn't hold it last year because of COVID, and he might have to postpone this year. I'm not sure. Um, and we play, like, surf contests. We've done some vans, uh, yeah, surf I events as well, that, too. Yeah. We've done things like that, and I've always enjoyed those. Like, that, to me, kind of aligns more with the culture that I enjoy. Like, yeah. I outside of, like, I've honestly been playing less music recently because I've been surfing and fishing and doing everything but playing music. And that's how I find my inspiration and be like, all right, like, I've had outdoor stuff. I'm inspired again. Let me go back and start writing music and wanting to play again. Right. It, it's hard to play music when you're uninspired. Yes. And, you know, when it becomes, like, laborious and you're doing it over and over again, sometimes you're, like, trying to find the the golden ticket as to like why you're even doing it sometimes you're like man i'm going through the motions i know these songs by heart it's like i have to fulfill these three hours playing this bar gig it's draining sometimes man i just don't have the i just don't have that drive anymore i, I think i've just had it burnt out for me after just trying to do stuff for so long that yeah. i just enjoy writing stuff instead and yeah of course and playing bigger shows when i can and you know i've got some fun projects in the works i have you know so and i'm playing with ben strock and, and we play a lot less like yeah. we play bigger shows and we just do it way less right right speaking of uh so that was kind of like a good segue into into widgen right is yeah. how you say it yeah okay so widgen formerly oh. formerly uh the ben strock ben strock and the full electric yep so why is it called widgen yeah, what, is it, what does that mean widgen's a duck no, it's not. Is that a real duck? I swear to God, it's like oh, the most okay. beautiful duck ever. Okay. So it was. Is there like it's a an deep, American duck? Is there like a deeper meaning? <laughs> I swear. Is there a deeper meaning? Is there like something something that represents? Um, it represents a bird, and I hate all birds. We know, Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wigeon's like the spirit of like an American beast, dude. Wigeon's a beautiful duck, and why not just call the band Bald Eagle then? We could call our band Bald Eagle, but that sounds pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like no, I love the name. It's you know, awesome. yeah, it's, it's it's hard finding a good band name, and and I I kind of like like the mystery cultness of it. Like I enjoy cult projects, the fish stuff like that. I like the cultiness of it. I, I like the you. cultiness of the word, and also just you know, aside from it, it's also an aircraft. There's there's so many meanings to it, but all of the meanings kind of go back to the fact that widgeon is something that takes flight, and I feel like the conglomeration between us four, me, Ben Strock, Brandon Howell formerly of Custard Pie, now plays with Firewater, and Aaron Webb, same thing. Um, yeah, when we play together, man, I swear, it is the only project I've ever played with together that I do not care about the crowd or the audience. Yeah. We play together sometimes, and it feels like they're not there at all, and it's just four of us on stage having fun. And that's what I'm after, man, is having fun. Yeah. And when we have a project that we can do that, there's no pressure we don't have to party. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. Like, it's literally just about the music. And we get into some spots sometimes where we all look at each other and we're like, this moment will never happen again. But it was such a cool, crazy moment 
and and that's what we enjoy about it. Ben Strzok is a phenomenal guitarist, and I've converted him through synthesis to go the digital route now. Hey, hey his rig yeah, is now big digital. on it now. What? Yeah, really? He's, he's digital now, and his rig sounds sick. Duh. Unlimited <laughs> sustain. Yeah, <of> <laughs> um, we can get into that in a second. We'll, we'll put that on pause. I know Anton's probably frothing out the mouth to go over guitar rigs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Ben. I know. I know a thing or two. Um, yeah, Brandon, uh, him and I. Uh, so I do this show at T Dubs every th- other Thursday. Right. So not this week. Next Thursday being I think the eleventh. So T Dubs is a male clothing store in Atlantic Beach, but behind is a hidden bar. It's a speakeasy. What? And I've been hosting music there every other Thursday, and I bring a different project. I brought Chris Underdahl, for example, yeah. to jam with this kid, Lee, uh, who's this awesome guitarist, just moved to Nashville. The kid's 19 years old and nice. shreds guitar. Um, I had Aaron Plotz with Brandon Howell playing together as well, too. Um, I do my solo set often. I brought Brandon Howell this last one, and we did a DJ drum project, kind of like in cool. Bane of Luma Grove, but we yeah. did live looping. Oh, nice. And we did kind of, it sounded like New Deal-esque, yeah. where we did a lot of trancey stuff between the both of us. I love that shit. Um, yeah, so we did stuff like that. You do it every other Thursday, you say? Every other Thursday. But so and it's always a different combination. I'm actually bringing Widgeon to the next one. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so this will come out on Friday, so... After. So if it doesn't come out till this Friday, yeah, yeah. it'll be this next Thursday. Yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Hey, I want to um, that. Yeah, yeah for man. Sure. And you guys, do you do it at? if you guys ever want to come and jam with me, we should put something together oh, between to, like yeah, too, you know man. us three and find. You literally have my fucking keyboard set up. So yeah. That'd be pretty. Easy. That'd, be, that'd be so much fun though, man. I w- what time do you do it at? Ten to twelve. Fuck it's a two-hour yes. set. That sounds great. I'm super interested in the live looping thing that's literally my favorite thing to do is just to like jam yeah. with like a live loop you will be, he'll be top dj it, one day i've been doing it i've been doing it out uh through ableton so i apply all my years of using ableton and i do a lot of like mixing mastering like like actually like i make a production by the end of the live looping and that's what i did with with Brandon and stuff but that's like my intention i feel like when i try to do live looping is Again, going back to that first conversation, atmosphere and making like a cool track. And sometimes yeah. I'll save it and use it as inspiration. I'm like, man, I'm going to take notes on this. I don't know how this happened, but. I, there's a, f- so last year, well, sorry, it was about two years ago now. Wow, time flies. Uh, I used to run this jam over at, a, it used to be Nighthawks, now it's Archetype. Yeah. Shout out to Connor. Um, yeah, I came and jammed with you one time. That's yeah, right. That's, that's, right. Right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's this one weekend where these this band Tweed was in town mm-hmm. from Philadelphia. Killer. Uh, yeah, they were great, man. And the, the drummer had a uh, his his Ableton set up with him, and he was like, "Hey, man, would you be cool if I set my stuff up and we just like jammed?" I was like, "Bro, I would love it if you did that." So he set it up. He set up his kit. Then he was running the Ableton while he's playing drums. So cool. And we did the looping thing, and I just literally sat there and just got to play like these little like dancey guitar lines and just two or three notes and just let that ride for like two or three minutes at a time before I switched it up. Yeah. And it was so much fun just to get into that headspace and literally just on the spot create like these, these like, you know, these dance tracks, yeah, man. you know, it's a, intricate it was, movements on Ableton and having that ability is so cool, man. It's so different from what we used to be able to do. I mean, you know, technology really is pushing music to such a sick level. I know, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. That's why people say dumb shit, like there's no good music being created nowadays. Like, you're a fucking idiot. FKJ's new live stuff he put out, I think, four or five months ago is insane. And on it, he, um, it's cool, man, because, you know, he goes through all the instruments and, and does a lot of that live looping. But I was watching this last night, and he had Tom Mish. You know Tom Mish? I don't think so. I think you'd like his guitar playing. Very clean, like cool, uh, 
Wait, is that is, does he play with Crombin or no? No, 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 no. That guy's awesome. He's too. great too. Yeah. So, but, um, to them, there's yeah. this really cool track of him doing this live stuff, but he's like live looping him, and it sounds similar. But you should check it out. It's it's but it, but it, that's kind of like pushing the forefront of that, where it's like there are people who are doing just that, right? As opposed to like you know doing it every once in a while. People are like putting their heart and soul into making this sure. stuff happen, and yeah. the stuff that people are making is, dude, mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. It makes you think, like, what is music? <laughs> what is a song? It's uh, it's not a verse and a chorus because there's a song that's 30 true, seconds yeah. long that's just, like, a f- sick groove. There's no movement that's, to it at all. I've been thinking about that that's a lot true. lately. Brian Eno makes songs, but they're just atmospheric tracks. There's yeah. no rhythmic, like, context at all. Yeah, that late David Bowie stuff is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that... that uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I've th- I've thought about this a lot lately and like where music is heading to especially now like going back to the content stuff that we talk about yeah. and we're watching like you know like like videos like literally entertainment now for 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 the next generation is just 1 minute 30 second video clips you know on TikTok Seriously. and it's like music I feel like at some point is just going to be like like emulating cell phone ringtones and just creating vibes for like th- 15, 20 seconds. And like, that'll be a pop tune. It'll be a 20 second like cell phone ringtone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be Peter Griffin uh, shouting out all of the capitals of all the states yeah. in less than a second. Just, yeah. Oh, that was fucking oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you start thinking, it's like, okay, well, how do we work that kind of shit into the oh, music? Oh, play it again. I think, I think, uh, uh, it's great that you can consume entertainment so quickly with all those uh, uh, TikToks and stuff like that. Now I love it, but at the same time, I don't think it's gonna go away with the, with the longer albums like, are dying, singles are becoming more prominent. Yeah, and we're going are. through playlists where we're not just like listening to a single artist anymore. We're blasting through tons of artists. Yeah. Every Shit that I can't day. even keep track of anymore. It's like yeah. I'll hear too. I'm like, oh man, I love this band. I'm gonna check them out. And like by the next day, it's like I, re- I might remember the song, but yeah. I'll forget who wrote the song. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, just, it's wild how that, that happens that is now. That's true, but I mean, like the the it's it, uh, the way it's still all entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like fucking people have you know stopped watching football and baseball and everything no, like no, that. No, how fucking sure. long is one of those games? Three sure. hours, sure. And then even to top that, like if you don't like sports, like fucking, uh, it, they drop fucking uh, uh, a new season of Stranger Things. That's like ten hours, and people just sit there and just watch it the whole fucking time. No, that's true. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just, yeah. it, but 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 it's an avenue that it could go down. You know what I mean? I don't think so. Here's here's saying. the thing. I disagree. We're never gonna have an absolute answer because until something happens, we don't know. Yeah. All exactly. we have is hindsight bias looking at afterwards and be like. <laughs> Of course, it went that route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We exactly. won't know, but I mean, but it's I mean, tough. <laughs> but the, I mean, like the radio. That's how it was too. It was all singles. The only, yeah. the only for was playing an album. Yeah. But but music w- went from being like these long classical compositions to like these three minute things that could fit on wax. Oh, you mean you know like I mean? you're talking like cl- classical music versus that? Yeah, and because that, Mozart didn't write any sonatas. I'm just saying that, like, Ooh. does he listen to Mozart? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know the. He, doesn't, don't he doesn't even listen to Mozart. He spell Mozart. M O S S A R T. Yeah. Mozart. No, no. I'm pretty sure. That's French. Mozart. Mozart. M O Z Z A R E L L A. Ooh. 
Italian. I think it's Italian. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's Italian. No, but my point being though is, it, it, but it's not that classical music went away as a whole, right? It's just that we had another avenue, that, and it became pop music, where it's three minutes and thirty seconds long, and now that's a thing. Hit so me, I'm just baby, saying that, that, that I feel like there'll, there'll be this new thing of music that that exists in the same way That'll that we be can see along. Yeah, exactly. It would just be like another avenue to explore. It's like, okay, well, you, you can write these 30-second jingles, Until they which can they make already ecstasy have. that only lasts a minute long. Nobody, Ooh, that would be... Kind of if it was, if it was like super intense, like crack was minute. the Coke, I'd be into it. What, what kind of <laughs> like a minute long? Yeah. Versus like a nine-hour... <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care if the song keeps playing. I don't want to stop. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, yeah. and then I, I, my other point would be like, okay, so what, like just shows... People's shows with all the songs would be one minute long. No, well they, they, they probably one wouldn't do shows. Long, baby, that song they, pro- they probably wouldn't do shows. <laughs> they they might just be. So you think live shows are going away too? No, man. I'm saying that it's going to exist alongside with. It'll be another. I think our attention spans definitely going down, and yeah. things are happening quicker and quicker. That's that, a, that is something that a, I can get behind. They're not mutually ex- exclusive though. They can exist together. It's just that there will be another avenue for that thing. I don't think uh, so. Simultaneously. Man. You don't think you so. You watch Comedy Central? That, yeah. You watch Robot Chicken? Robot Chicken? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's true. How fast are those skits? Yeah, those skits are yeah. like 30 seconds long. So, and say the sketch comedy stuff as well. Yeah, like the, sketch comedy is going quick. But, but right? music is consumable media. Yeah, exactly. Whether, well, However you want to call it or not, transcendental consumable media or it's, not. It's, you it's, know what will happen? Is it, uh, <laughs> it, I agree with you. They'll, they'll write one-minute songs, and that's all they'll be, and then people just listen it's to happening three now. times in a row. It's happening now. <laughs> Maybe. It's, there's a lot of songs that I've been listening to that I love that are like a minute minute 30 seconds long and you're just like whoa this is so sick yeah. i will listen to this a thousand times you know times. what i listen to constantly totally. is uh the lo-fi uh uh hip-hop uh out on youtube where you, it's just that girl just studying forever and ever and, and ever it's just yeah like the lo-fi like those, japanese hip-hop yeah, ones all and this those and that. songs are less than a minute long and they're yeah. amazing and you great think, but and you also think so about sick but it's the same thing over and over and over but, but, sure. but, but, but you so think that's about why that, that they're so short what's a song it goes back down to that. It's like the same. Damn. It's a loop. It's a movement. It's movement. There's no chorus or verse. Right but then you think about uh, you. Swimming but then you pool. think about how. <laughs> Nine feet fucking but, deep. But the, where are you at? Bud? Okay, so think about how the industry rewards this this system as well, because then you have like the way Spotify works, right? Is that depending on how many times this song gets played. Yeah. And and, and 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 the rotate and and, the, and and how many times it goes into a rotation? That means it get it actually gets more visibility on those platforms. So if it's a shorter song, yeah. people will listen to it more, and it gets more visibility, and that becomes a yeah. new norm. You get me? But yeah, what's interesting is YouTube works the different way. They they go by how many minutes watched. How many minutes watched? Yes, so but it actually no. Yes, ten minutes. You're, you're right. YouTube. You're right. It does yeah. do that, but it also gives you less Riddle visibility if you so so if you put out like like a video that's like an hour long and you're only getting like five minutes uh, 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 five minutes of watch time on it per person they actually make it less visible because it's not actually retaining anything so yeah like it, it works that way up into a certain point so but it's still rewarding less people people that are producing smaller like less well, content basically I mean, we're archaic man i mean people are watching instagram reels and tiktok videos that are under a minute long and they're just on loops and stuff like that yeah. too Recently, I put out that Instagram uh, video of me like doing that like less than a minute jam. Yeah, I think it's like cool. a twenty second jam. That thing has you know a lot of views, and I think a lot of part to it is because you know obviously the views are individual, but people were more willing to watch something that was a lot quicker. Yes, exactly. Versus like putting out an entire song. Now that's part of a larger song that goes a lot longer, but 
having a small snippet of it helps have that view count. But and I think it all comes down to it's like it just depends what media you're streaming. Like what yeah. do you, what where are you watching? Where are you listening to new music or where are you streaming content? Yeah. I'm where not, do you find yourself the most? I'm not Spotify. listening. To, I'm not listening to new music on TikTok. I just watch that for giggles sure. and stuff on Spotify but, but where, on my porch. What, what do you listen to music or, or where do you Spotify without Spotify? I, my favorite yeah, thing ever is to be like put on a fucking album that I love and then just wait for Spotify to be like well if you like this here we go yeah, exactly. that's my favorite thing on an hour drive or discover go. weekly playlists or something yeah that's you know? another thing or playlists made for me or whatever yeah yeah but uh, what, what I'm trying to say I kind of agree with you because if you can make a song one minute long and it sounds like a fucking full song at one minute you're a fucking genius. Yeah, and it'll happen. Like that. There are happen. a lot of songs like that, man. Yeah. Well, that I've been listening to like constantly, and I'm a sucker for it. I'm like, dude, I'll listen to this over and over again. Like, yeah. I can't hit. I like, I'm over the shuffle button. Let, let me just loop this thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's and and I, I think that it's there's something you said about embracing a new art form. You know, like sure. writing music like that. Like like you know it's like the, the, the Ableton rig, man. The what? It's like the Ableton rig. Yeah. Like a fucking loop that sounds good and jam on that for two minutes. It's you were listening to your own loop for two three minutes, like fuck dude why do we like repetition and like what what is a song what is music what's a movement like if something it's it's like if a vibe is there like you don't have Roll to change it. it yeah you there you there baby yeah I where was, you going girl you that's there what, that's what i'm thinking too but yeah if uh, but if you're imagine well i was gonna say two things uh, uh uh like the sex pistols every one of their songs is two minutes long yeah, yeah. uh uh most punk music it is not very long at all there's right. not, there's not a lot there they got a lot of things to say. Except for topics. pop punk. Yeah, fucking pop, anti-flag yeah. sellout. Yeah, yeah, pretty long. But uh, uh, the other thing I was going to say is, is, is yeah, like imagine being a fucking gigging musician and be like, yeah, we're going to, we, we need you to play 90 minutes. We're like, okay, so that's 90 songs. 90 songs, yeah. <laughs> that's so much music. I don't know that those people would probably be playing gigs in that way though it, it, well, it, there's, there's a lot of soundcloud okay. artists you here's, know, that here's a that. difference though man there is such a big difference and this is i think something that's being lost in the translation between great produced music and a live performance yeah exactly that those are two different bands exactly and that would be it then that's a great uh, fucking idea for all bands for like the future and everything would be okay how long is here it song? is folks 50 minutes oh, not 50 minutes that'd be crazy 50 minute song but a five minute song or a three three minute song yeah, yeah. fucking make that song one minute and have the fucking not a radio edit anymore a fucking tiktok edit of a song yeah that's what's happening now we just did that so we did we just put out a 20 second clip of one of our songs to put on instagram and tiktok the whole song every little like motion of it is in there no no no, it's it's not not. in fact what what he's saying is that we started the song 30 seconds in and then we stopped I did that I did that with my uh, disco song there's like this disco banger video where I'm like playing guitar and stuff like that and that song was condensed within a minute but that's just a clip though but that is the entire song rearranged to fit within the minute that's what he that's okay that's what you're saying that's the way of the future that's the way we need to start doing stuff okay so fucking start writing shorter songs Oh, uh, you're talking yeah, about to say. this fucking guy, bro. Trance, the build-up starts at minute seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah this isn't we Techno have. Beam, though. Oh, when that drops, yeah. Techno Beam, Wee. the new deal. Yeah, oh, goddamn. I'll the, wait nine uh, minutes for that drop. But, uh, <laughs> and for those who, who, who uh, for all of you, because no one's heard the album yet, the longest song on our new album is nine and a half minutes, and it's Billy's tune. And it's a fucking... It's a banger. banger. It's a banger. It is a banger, but it's also nine and a half minutes, Mr. Yeah. Right Shorter Songs. Drum. Is it the last 30 seconds it goes off? No, it's about halfway through. No, yeah, he's talking about like the big build up and everything. Oh, not, okay. not when we drop. Climax, climax, the climax. Oh yeah, climax is like like well, definitely we'll like, like seven minutes into it. Is it is it like 
All he right. thinks is it, is it like is it a <laughs> nine minute climax and then a thirty second fade out? No, no, no. it's about seven minutes. It's about <laughs> seven thinks, minutes he in. He thinks a drop yeah. in electronic music means that you cut out. No, 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 no it's not, I know what a drop is in electronic you music. Know, I do. Yes, you, you were talking about when we. This is the drop. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you drop, you're, you're right. I misunderstood for a second. I know what a drop is in electronic you drop, music, bro. You're dropping it. I've it's taken ecstasy before. I get it, bro. It's a I get it. It's a climax. Yeah, I'm it's a climax. Okay, it's a climax though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. It's at it's at the nine minute mark. I would say <laughs> probably like eight 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 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, like I feel like I could. I want to. That was my goal then. I'm going to squish that song into one minute and see what it sounds like. Do it. That'd be dope. Anton's like, please make content, you lazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will I will say, though, Billy is, is good at creating yeah. the content for us. He, yeah. he edits most of our videos for no, this and for the it. band. I just, I just am fucking busy as shit with my job and two bands and girlfriend. Yeah. But I love you, baby. <laughs> Maybe the last one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought she fucking feels too that I fucking see him more than I do. <laughs> well, you know. Wait till uh, you start an all keyboard band. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We should. Oh, God damn it. I can't be in another band right now. Are you kidding me? But he won't say no, though. That's the <laughs> no, thing. I won't say <laughs> yeah. no. But you're not saying no. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, I want to ask you, um, yeah. coming going from Trail Diver into the situation now with Widgeon, yeah. um, what, how do you feel like your role might be different in this band, and how do you approach your role now, both musically and otherwise? So composing for four people is a lot different than like writing music and hoping eight people like find a spot to sit in sometimes. Um, <laughs> also, you know, being with four people is a lot quicker and easier. But aside from that, I I just enjoy it, man. I I think being in Widgeon makes it really easy to write and compose a lot of stuff. A lot of the tunes, and the reason why we changed it from Ben Struck and the Full of Electric to Widgeon was because, you know, I, I wrote a lot of these tunes. In fact, this next out, so we're about to drop a single and an album, and the next album has a lot of tunes that we either wrote together or I was, I wrote or Ben wrote. And, you know, we've got a lot of tunes that I put together that I'm, you know, proud of and they all sound different from each other, but still within the same context of what the overall project is. Totally, right? man. Is that the same album that Ben was talking about when he was on here and he was that what you were working on? That's the album that is. Yeah, so we're oh. we're gonna be dropping off a single soon. Okay, so you released I, it yet? I, I have I not released it yet. I understand that like you changed the band name and everything like that, but I thought it was completely new band. Is what what I thought it was. So but it's not, right. So it's name change for the band that it was. Uh, we had other members in it and stuff like that. We've like fortified like what the band yeah, is versus it being, you know, I played with Ben Strock when he first started the Full Electric Project, and you know he's had all sorts of different musicians. We played at Swanee Rising. Yeah, yeah. we had like Sean Taunton on drums. Cool. We had um, Adam Kenaway on bass. Yeah. We AK had you know like all sorts of like. AK <laughs> the forty seven. That, that was we were gonna start a cover. Band That's legendary. That. <laughs> But yeah, we had you know a different mix-up of musicians, so now it's kind of been like solidified as to what it is, and we have the next album is all tunes that were written as the project. Exactly. So I was I wasn't trying to sell you short by any means. It yeah. is a new band, is all I'm trying to it say. It is a new band. I was just wondering if the songs in the are- context of how long it's been, it's not like hey, we just started yesterday. Exactly. We already have an album coming so out. I was just wondering. So that's the album that you and Ben have been working on. Yes. Though. Okay. 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 Yes. All right. Well, so when's that drop, man? Um. Very soon, Don't, not, Brandon. But like way after our albums. Coming so out. yeah, <laughs> probably. So Brandon, be the same we have one song that is 
we have a single that's going to be coming out soon, and then we have Brandon finishing up the drum tracks. I think maybe even as we speak right now, before this gets released, I think he'll finish off the last tracks uh, with Chris. He's recording with Chris. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So we wanted to do that versus studio route for this last album because we recorded everything at home, and then this next one we have a interesting process on how we're probably going to be putting that one together. Okay. So, yeah. I can't wait to hear it, man. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. Really? Ben, ben gave me a little gave me a little taste at Sean's wedding. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fucking dope arrangements, Appreciate man. It, really? Yeah. Fine. I didn't yeah. Get to fucking hear it. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He told me he doesn't like you very much. So he said that. Ben, ben said is, that. Is Billy gonna hear this? Is Billy gonna is, hear? Is he gonna hear me saying that he doesn't want to? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I don't. I don't. Edit this he's fine. He doesn't. Edit <laughs> I don't edit this at all. <laughs> no. I don't rewatch these. I don't really watch it. Ben likes me right there. He tolerates you because we're friends, you know. Yeah. You know that meme where it's like the the laundry load and it's on large and it's a guy saying "oof." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> it is that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you yeah, showed me that at Sean's wedding. You? I, yeah, I did show yeah, you that. That's right. Kind of a banger. <laughs> that is a good one. Congratulations, Sean and Liz. By the way, I hope yeah. you're back from your honeymoon after three years. That's um, three years. <laughs> time to get back to work, dude. What are I you know, doing? Right? Yeah, for How real, bro. We got rehearsals. Yeah, we got rehearsals, dude. We were supposed to have rehearsal, yeah, yesterday, but we couldn't because he wasn't back yet. Wow, dude. Cool. We get it. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Goodbeast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. So, uh, so it's it, important to get married. <laughs> Whatever. Lar- large size oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with Trail Diver, you, you're bringing in like your kind of personality to kind of give it your unique thing. Do you feel like you brought your brand a little bit to, to the Widgeon project? To a thousand percent. I think if more so, even more so. Because there's a. Just everyone's so open and willing to like collaborate in such a different kind of way. You know, I've never played in a project where literally no one has any kind of, and it's not just ego, but everyone is like aggressively selfless. It's yeah. like, man, someone should come in here and take advantage yes. of this right now. Yeah. You know, like Jesus Christ, give me all your money. And they're like, here, take it all. Yes, like, take it all, bro. Does, does it make the song sound better? Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Everyone's willingness to do whatever and everyone's listening ability is just my favorite part about it everyone in that project has been improving for so long yeah and in doing so we wrote these songs out of uh at least the album coming after this one has you know a lot of compositions but the improvisation sections are you know even improv on the album I mean, it's not like the solos were written out it's not like the sections were written out it's kind of just like on your market set go and we just get into such interesting pockets because everyone's personality is really reflected in their playing. Yeah. Aaron's bass skills are like so him as a person. 
you know, like his goofiness kind of like comes out in the bass. Brandon's goofiness, he's such a melodic player. Oh my god. You he's know, my and the way drummer. he plays. He fucking comes in his pants every time he talks about Brandon. But he's yeah. my favorite drummer yeah. of all time. And then <laughs> you know, Ben's Ben's soloing and stuff and, and now, you know, with his tones and everything, but you know, Ben Ben is the definition of out of the box. Yeah. In the sense where he hates sounding the way that something is supposed to sound. And that's where him and I have gotten together so well. You know, Ben and I actually surf together a lot yeah. and do things like completely outside of playing music. It's important as like, a band to do. Like we hang out first and then we'll do music stuff, right? We get blackout drunk together. That's that happens that's quite awesome. a bit. Yeah. And I believe that. And <laughs> I, I, but that but that's why you guys are here doing this. And yeah, that's so absolutely. important. Like having it's a brotherhood, man, with Brandon, like he came and played drums when I did this DJ thing and we just did it out of a whim. Like last minute I was like, Hey, you want to come play? And we did this thing and not prepared at all. And we had a great time. And, you know, just having that like level of uh, understanding and, you know, with trail diver, you know, those dudes are some of my best friends. We live together and everything. But when you had so many people, drama and other things were like bound to happen, sure, especially yeah. like living under the same roof and, it, it was just, you know, with Lucky, dude. I would recommend How was the Lucky thing? Yeah, I, mean, I would recommend not living with your band. Well, Honeyhounds like, are making it work. Maybe live with one. What'd you say? Honeyhounds are making it work. They all live together. It's just, no, they don't live together. Not, they don't? Tyler does not live with them. Maybe they did at a moment or like at separate uh, separate times, but they don't all live together. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe you can live, you can live with one of your bandmates. But that's yeah, what I see Tyler often recently, and yeah, he, he him... Yeah, he's got a home now. Oh, okay. We lived he did with I don't know. Uh, everybody and the girlfriends and the manager all in the same Yeah, that's house. too much. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. Same thing with Trail Diver. I mean, yeah. dude, it, I mean, I kicked out someone out of the band and we were all still living together. And, yeah. How, you know, it's like I fucking, like I fucking yeah, quit, quit the like band and yeah. then was still living with everybody. You know? It was way worse. Yeah. And then when the fucking Adam did the same fucking thing. He quit the band really? and refused to leave <laughs> yeah. and refused to pay rent. Well, that's the thing, out, man. How's that feel? But I the still owe to think about it. Fucking seven hundred dollars, but whatever you feel like. <laughs> Billy's on fire today, bro. I love it. Dude. Fucking, I brought out the flames, dude. No fear, buddy. Out. You're about to get that tattoo. No, I, love, I love you, Adam. I understand, but at the same time, like, you say sorry all the time, then fucking give me that seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's but but it it sucks, man. When you have that kind of you know relationship with people that you really care about, you know, living situation is different, and. Then, yeah, you need you need your space, living situation. Man. Girlfriends get involved. This gets involved. Oh, yeah. That gets involved, and eventually, little bit by little bit, it's it's tough. And I'm such an independent person. Yeah, I mean, I've bailed how many times to go either across country or out of the country, and yeah. like need to have like some sort of self come to Jesus or whatever that is. Like, I need space, yeah. and I feel like being in a project that recognizes that and is also kind of within that same like mindedness makes it easier. Well, you know, if you listen to uh, you, you, you listen to Eric Krasno's podcast at every all, once in a while, man, Eric Krasno's the man. He's God, the man. He's so right? I, I, I love. Uh, he's an amazing musician, but I, just, I love listening to him speak. He sounds like a guy that I would just love to hang out with. Who does Eric Krasno? What permanent project is he of? He wasn't Lettuce. That's but that's the thing right just there. Just his own man. Exactly. He does whatever he wants e to do. Exactly. And You're he talks Krasno. about that. A, a, huh? You're Eric Krasno, Jacksonville. What? Max Max Krasno. Max, Max Krasno. Krasno. <laughs> a, but he talks about that. He's like, I think the reason why Soul Live worked so well is because, oh, see, I'm picking up on the hint that, that, that yeah, you I give me. Too, and I and I'm just, no, no. And I picked up on the hint because I was in the middle of a conversation, right? And you didn't want to interrupt me. So I gave you the Jim Beam based on the hint. They lived together. Right? But you yeah. did. You interrupted they your own. 
the conversation. Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm firing it back at you, bud. You Why? Because I feel like I have to. You bring it out of me. Uh, um, anyways, I love, <laughs> I love this. A better person. <laughs> yeah, be a better person. Sorry, I don't know better, how to do that. A better entity. Sorry. A better, I guess I'm not a person. I'm reptilian. Yeah, you're fucking reptilian. Okay. So, but. Right. But Krasno talks about the reason why Soul Live worked so well is because they were they were all able to do what they wanted to do. If they wanted to pursue other things, they did. And when they were ready to come back so to it, they came man. back to it. You know. But he also and credits the, says that the reason why they never got further than what they did was because they didn't fully commit to the project. That's you know people don't realize the pressure even for something that's like taken off. Like Trail Diver took up and we picked up really fast. Yeah. And we had a lot of steam behind us and we had a lot of like people I've always like really respected and stuff saying nothing but great things. And like, you know, we were really like on a path moving forward, but the pressure to have to do stuff was not worth doing it. Yeah, totally. And yeah, that's what do you mean by that. There was a lot of pressure that I felt from either band members or like venues to have to come and do stuff like do a, banger show we would do new year's at bars all the time like surfer bar we did their new year's we do their halloween stuff we do these cover sets these, yeah we did a queen cover set yeah. that we spent so much time it came out so awesome sean played with us on yeah. that one that was sick we did a talking heads cover set we did the almond brothers band that we were gonna do all this material man this ufo party we learned all these tunes for outside of us trying to put together our own album and then from there we started picking up like really big shows we did we headlined Dancing in the Streets. Yeah, I was there for that one. That was awesome. And then we started, like, you know, really getting hit with big stuff. And, you know, the momentum was getting big. And we just didn't have, like, first of all, organization, which a big part of it is my fault. But just the pressure to have to put stuff together on a product that you don't feel comfortable with was tough. Right? So you mean, like, getting the steam and, uh, like, the you felt like you got put out too quickly? Or we got too big too quickly? I feel like it's not like we even got that big, but I felt like you there was just a lot of pressure too quickly. Yeah, I no, I get what you're saying. It was well, a lot of pressure too that's quickly. What I was to well, because what you're doing is is that you get you get these big shows, and then then there's an expectation, and then there's like all this momentum that you get from that, and then there's a pressure of like, well, how do I follow up with this momentum? It's not even that, man. It was like it was more of like a creativity problem where you know we only put out one single with that project and we kept trying to put stuff and it just like never really worked out for one reason or another and it was really hard to like make stuff happen versus with widget now like dude we're putting tracks together like we'll get together once and write like four songs by accident you know like creativity is through the roof and i think a lot of it like the krasno thing you're saying it's like us having our own time to just like go home at the end of the day and think and just not be a part of it i can go fish and surf and do a thousand things that have nothing to do with music ben goes home to his kid and does his thing that has nothing to do with music brandon and aaron are playing in firewater tent revival that sounds nothing like widget and they do their own thing and then when we come together it's like fucking fireworks like it and i think that's important sometimes for at least our mindset different yeah. bands work different their bands sure. like dude honeyhounds dude they put so much time together and they put so many miles together and it works for them i mean they kill it with what they do they showed me some of the stuff that they're putting together for this next album and it sounds amazing you know oh, it's, yeah so different strokes for different folks i guess in that regards like i just know i'm a creature that needs space and when i have that space i feel like i'm the most conscious and cognizant of what i'm doing I think that's what everybody should do. I, I feel like uh, uh, me, being an artist is the most like creative 
thing that you can do, right? So having um, your s- the thing that makes you feel the most comfortable, that's what you should do. You shouldn't have to yeah, ever man. be forced to Imagine do Imagine like Elton John, who was forced to have to write how many hits per year pr- based on his like record label at a certain time. He was crushing it. And he was crushing it because he worked under that pressure. That pressure worked for him. Yeah. Imagine that happening for someone who like that kind of, you know, creativity style doesn't work for them. That's right. true. Yeah, because creativity can come in different ways for different people. Sometimes, like for like someone like me, like I I can strike while the while the iron's hot, and that's definitely when my best stuff comes out. Yeah. However, if I know that something has to get done, I can also be equally as creative and productive under that kind of pressure. You know what I mean? And and that's I almost need that most of the time because I'm lazy as fuck. I'll say so. this, man. Paul Simon. Yeah. Greatest songwriter, dude. Yeah, well, of our generation, I'm gonna say that. Like, I think yeah. Paul Simon is. I don't think he's our generation, dude. Well, <laughs> our, our, our I mean, he's still generation. writing songs, man. He's he still is, fucking yeah. putting songs yeah, no, out. I know, I know. But I'm Paul saying. Simon takes long hiatuses. Yeah, he does. I mean, dude, decades of hiatuses. Really? But he's also oh he also made, a, he made yeah. a shit ton of money with Simon and Garfunkel and could just take that break. But uh, he didn't. Know? But he like decided to do his own solo stuff. His solo stuff is unreal. It's the best. Yeah. Yes, uh, I was thinking about that. Like, you, you know, some artists just like don't. Aren't, you know the, the inconsistency is what makes it work great for yeah and i will say like the uh you got to find like-minded people in your band because i think that was the biggest problem with me and uh, uh the lucky, members of my right? band is because i'm not that way i'm not yeah. like i don't i don't fucking need time i don't i, I will work 24 hours a day i do yeah. and uh, <laughs> billy had his own room was literally like everything he could possibly have in his own room and yeah. i feel like you'd never walk out of that room when, no, I, yeah. when I visited yeah. you it's like you had everything you yeah. even had a couch in there and everything yeah. you're like i had a couch come hang out in my space in, yeah, in my yeah, space, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i fucking hate everybody by yeah. the way no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's a good trait to have i don't hate musician. anybody i just have bad very bad social anxiety but i try not to show it i can talk to Small amounts of people, but sure. What's interesting is like I'll fucking play it in front of hundreds of people. That's fine. Yeah. But as, if, as soon as I have to like thing, go man. talk in the crowd, that's a creative the show. outlet. Them like what deems creativity is is how do you feel best at expressing yourself? Like mm-hmm. what do you have to say? What do you want to do? Like, man, there's there's so many modes and processes that are a part of what art is and what creation is. And if you can figure out, it's not just like learning how to create. It's like learning the process to be creative. If yeah. you can be in your space when you're on stage and you're like, okay, I want my keyboard set up to be like this. I want everything to be at this access. I yeah. want to feel like this level of comfort when I play the monitors to be this loud. Like when you're in that space, you're in your comfort zone, right? Yeah. yeah. But just like my bedroom or whatever, Same like you were saying about, like that, like uh, <laughs> nobody can talk to me. Like I, that, that's when I feel the most comfortable. Is when I like I have something to do, and well, it's go. very yeah, rude man. to talk to me I'm if s- I'm playing. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I, I fucking I, I don't I, hate everybody, but no, I don't I, really like you. Yeah, it's not hate, but it's not like yeah. No, I just get I do I get so anxious because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That, that I'm, I'm the same playing way. Music gives me like a job to do. Yeah, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, or maybe I've just been playing music so long that I I I don't. I don't know how to be a normal person. My, my dad told me one That's time. My, thing. My, my dad told me one <laughs> time when I started playing gigs. Probably. My dad was like, you know, because my dad's a musician too and yeah, came up right. in the South Florida scene and did that whole thing like that's in the 70s right. and 80s. That's right. And he was like, when I first started playing music, he was like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's weird being on stage at first, you know, and then all of a sudden it's almost like you feel 
awkward not being on stage when you're in that situation and i was like i was like yeah i don't know i I, at that time i was so new to playing music on stage that i used to just go to bars and parties so i was i was used to being at the bar and then once it started playing for like now it's been 10 years since i've really been pursuing this and i've been on on this side of the stage so so much that if i'm on this side like hanging out with people i don't know how to be anymore you know do you feel that you're good at being like you were saying, like under like the, the hot blade, under the pressure, because you were pushed to be so at such a young age. My that dad you became, never like comfortable in that. My dad never pushed me ever. He yeah, was, but the push was there even if he did or not because he did it. So yeah, in some kind of true. way, you felt like you know, no, no, almost like you an had obligation. Some shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. Def- that that's definitely true. That's interesting. Um, I get, I get. Uh, I have terrible stage fright, and and I freeze yeah, you're up. Way worse than me. I no, freeze I up on stage. I get, still, I get the opposite I, of stage fright. I get scared not being on stage. I, 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 which is so no, weird. I, I, so so, <laughs> so you get actually you get, you get very nervous. Before so shows. I get nervous before yeah. shows, and and I play, and then especially especially at like an original show at bar gigs, I could give a fuck less. Yeah. But yeah. at 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 a, like a real show or a festival, I get nervous, and then my fingers stop working. Yeah, it's because you're like trying to per- like fucking open up your soul at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you want people to love yeah. it so much because you you really believe in what you're doing, and then that that you put that pressure on yourself, and then you freeze up and you break down. That's what happens for me, anyways. And then I get off of stage, I'm like, oh, I'm equally as uncomfortable talking to you as I just was on stage. 100%. It's like I just really like creating music. That's my thing. You, I, performing, I like performing too, but it it gives me anxiety. It's so funny because. I used to think I was like really good at being on stage and I am sometimes I can talk shit and you know make jokes and whatever like I feel like that's where I've was my stronghold until I started doing these solo sets and now all of a sudden it's like I can only rely on myself I don't have like a badass drummer bass guitarist like a band like I am here by myself like dance monkey dance and I'm like well like everything relies on me now yeah and it's really made me change the way that I look at that but at the same time, there's a strength that comes to being able to go on stage and perform by yourself. Yeah. Now, both you guys perform by yourself, and you guys have done solo stuff for a while. You do the acoustic piano stuff or the piano stuff at Green Room, and you've yeah. done that a few times. Yeah, but that, I mean, like, that's once a year. I really don't Regardless, do that. though. Yeah, I can do But that. you put yourself in a position where you've done that. It doesn't It doesn't make me that that nervous. I just fucking, I can't sing, and that, I don't want to well, do Well, it that. doesn't matter. No, I know, I know. Where's, your, that's, God, that's where's your rock opera, bro? Uh, it's done. Yeah, bro. It's finished. Where's it recorded? It's not recorded. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. recorded on my iPhone. But it's written in Finnish. <laughs> Let's hear it, bud. Let's get to it. You, I mean, I got. I can just stand on my stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, but the whole point of this whole thing was I was like, uh, uh, for me, in any ways, when I was uh, trying to start a band, yeah. I, I was just like, a, like I, I, just, I don't care what your situation is. I just I need a musician. I need a guitarist and everything like that. Who's like, yeah. I want to do this. I'm going to compose these tunes. Help. But I didn't I didn't ever like hang out with anybody first. Yeah. And so Same, I, yeah. I was just in a bad I was just in a bad relationship with like the worst. It was like I had a kid with like the worst fucking yeah, you girlfriend were, of all time. Yeah, you, you you didn't you didn't feel each other out first to see if the relationship no. was gonna work. You just hopped right into marriage, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, and so and then I like it's funny, I mean, man. That that you know being in a relationship that makes you feel restricted does kind of kill like the creative process. And it's not like it does it on purpose. Like you have another obligation that kind of yeah. And, well, but but like 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 you said like uh, 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 how it works for people that like being under the gun and then other people are just like I'm, I'm not somebody who needs i need i need time and space and all that stuff like no just fucking t- t- tell me what to do and i'll do yeah. it but uh my my other members of the band were that way 
and then one of them was crazy, and then one of them yeah. cheated on my girlfriend. Uh, with, so. Yeah, well. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> All of you. Well, I know, I, you know, I can definitely speak to the being in a bad band situation because yeah. we were because we definitely hopped into a band before we were friends and uh yeah you know yeah, one of the members too but yeah. but we all just all happened to like each other you know yeah. what i mean we were like-minded yeah and, and it was I'm di- not, you know i hope this doesn't come out like with trail diver like i love all those boys mm-hmm. like you know bottom of my heart those dudes are so rad like you know i don't reach out to them sometimes and i i, I feel bad about that but I, everyone's kind of been doing their own thing it just being in a band with someone and being friends are two separate things. Yeah. Like I feel like I've always been more friends than like being in like that kind of obligation. Like some people are just better at business with each other than others. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing. It's like you don't hire your friends. Like if you heard that expression, it's like when you're in a band, sometimes it's difficult to be in a band with friends. Like there, there has to be like this, like you need to be brothers in a band, yeah. yeah. Not friends. Yeah. Like there needs to be like a mutual understanding of like this is what this is. Like I could be a complete shit show sometimes myself. I can be super strict on things because like I know what I want to hear. Like I know what I want to do. I've been doing it for a while, but like I have like an ear of stuff that I like I'd like to do. So it gets hard sometimes being in a project, you know, where everyone it, it, it's different. But being in a project where everyone's very open or stuff like that. And there's that understanding makes it easier when people are brothers like that openness is so different or sisters 2021 or sisters yeah, right so or the <laughs> or the <thumbs-ers>. yeah <laughs> siblings i think there you go say. siblings there but you having go. that like understanding is so important it goes so beyond like it, it's not even just like friendship at that point it's like like you know like we get each other at such a deeper understanding it yeah, is that relationship that's what it is. just that's making why we notes fucking rip on each other we're not fucking friends we're not friends bro. yeah we're fucking friends. i don't even really like you that much to be honest with you yeah, I know. but i mean like but i feel like that but there's a there's like a, well, like a different you. you're kind stuck of, yeah exactly that that's that's what it is though you know what i mean it's like not even a bad thing it just is it's what not. it is yeah. and but i feel like i, I feel like ever we got lucky with side hustle where we all formed this thing under the the context of like we're gonna do this band before we were friends at all and then we all became friends and now we've all been doing it for so long where it is that kind of brotherly like relationship you can call each other out just be like dude where the fuck are you you dumb idiot sean where the fuck are you and sean is like, literally oh, what when we're on the road like i'll be like yeah because i'm doing it i'm i'm, a, oh. I'm the tour manager right he's, so he, i stress he's the glue isn't he well he has this way of like he'll just say things where we're trauma i'll like i'll be in a bad headspace i'm like I'm, yeah. I'm in charge of everything so i i start to get anxiety and i freak out and he'll he'll straight up be like your energy fucking sucks right now and you need to fucking like chill and yeah. but him being that direct with me just works because i'm just <laughs> like the north i'm just like okay i mean yeah that, that yeah you're right like you're i feel like my energy sucks right now so i get it yeah. and one and right on stage at the Asheville music hall when we were playing uh he was he looks over at me and i was like you know a little bit uh, yeah there's like 200 people at the Asheville music hall yeah. like we're fucking stoked and he was like you need so you need to take a fucking shot, man. You just need to relax. And I was yeah. like, right before we start playing, and I was like, yeah, you're right. And so I did, and I relaxed, and it was a good show. So I mean, like, you know, but 
it does take that level of comfort and understanding and understanding, you know, and Aaron and Aaron and I have that relationship. Billy and I obviously have that relationship. Aaron's a great dude. I'm just saying cheers to Aaron. I love you, buddy. Aaron, Aaron really is a, a a good dude. He was one of the best. Yeah. yeah, He's he's, he's a great listener. Yeah. He's listened to me talk mad shit before, like to, you know, fucking, I don't know, random people before. Like I was like, Aaron, you're the man. Thank you. Vice versa. So we've had long drunk talks together. So totally, man. He's he's a, he's, man. he's one of the best dudes. What he does dudes. for a yeah. living is listen to people talk. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I wonder why he's so good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I'm Latin, dude. I can't help talk shit. It's I've, just in my blood. Yeah, I'm the same way. Come, come I'm Cuban, to my, I get it. Come to my yeah. Come home. Come to my parents' house and. It'd just be like that sometimes. Yeah, bro. The Irish don't it's know not, it's, about talking you know shit at and all. And here's the thing. Talking <laughs> shit isn't a personal thing. It's not like even directed at someone, even if it is. It's not like, I'm, you know, I'm telling you to fuck off. It's like, dude, I'm just venting. This not, might not even be true. It's just, I'm Latin, dude. Yeah, I by, don't know how to explain by it. By tomorrow, I'll be over I'll, this. I'll be over it. Shit. Yeah. This might not even be real. Bro, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> this bro. might not even be like a real hatred. I don't even know what's going on. Bro, I go home and it's the same. Yeah. Because all my, all my, like my dad's from Cuba and all that. So all my relatives <laughs> yeah. come over for the holidays. And it's just one big shit talking fest. Yeah. I'm just like, and that's where and I no get it means from it too. too. It's like, no one means yeah. it. We all still love each other, but it just is what My it is. My family shit like, talks to each other like the entire time. Like I go home and all we do is shit talk to each other. Like yeah. that's all we do. Yeah. Like I, if anyone wants to shit talk with me, come at it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. You and Sean were really good at that with each other too. Oh, remember? You guys, bro. There was one time. <laughs> no, no. There was this one moment. So we were we were on the we were going down to. I think we we're doing a, a run to South Florida and Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And we we were we were on the way to pick Sean up, and Max calls Sean to let him know we were about to be there, and was, you instantly put on this like this Arab accent or something. Like a friend. Yeah. The fuck are you? Bahat. Bahat. What is my head? Yeah. And Sean goes. I mean, like just. It, it was like, it was like an improv class. It was like you start doing that, and Sean just instantly Dude, he's in it. He picked up. We were yeah. just like instantly full on balls <laughs> deep in this. But my friend, what is my friend? You know what my base is? <laughs> and Sean's just firing right back, and I was like, it was there was no there was no thought. You just instantly go into. It. I was like, that's. I, I don't yeah. think like that, you know yeah. what I mean. So it, it's wild. To, You'd be like, what is going on? Yeah, it's just it's wild for me to see people that quick and react like that. Because in my mind, it's like, wait, wait, oh, I see what's happening here. Okay, <laughs> it's too late, Anton. You were you, yeah, you didn't catch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talking is the best, man. It's yeah, it's it's very fun for me to watch. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> or listen to, I guess. Or that listen point. to, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we, we should get a, get to unpopular opinions. No, man. Sorry, it went by so fucking. Shit fucking <laughs> flies. Sorry, bro. guys. Not at all. The sorry. Fastest an episode has ever really? gone by. It's been two hours. Oh, no way. It's been two hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's flies. Awesome, it's been great hanging with you guys, Before man. we move on, is there anything else you want to touch yeah, on yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. talk about? I gotta be better about asking people. Oh that. no, no, you're you're crushing it. No, no I think we kind of went over a lot of stuff. I mean, no, I'm just stoked to be here with you guys and stoked to hear you guys' new album. I'm I'm excited. I know a lot of people are excited, but are I'm we allowed to announce the album name or anything yet? No. Yeah, the album name is our. Well, no, wait. Maybe that's a press release I've been sending out. Whatever. All right. So I think it's out. I, I think the album name is out on maybe or like the, the Instagram post. Date or anything that's that happening time? Friday, bro. When when this actually releases, so maybe we can talk we about it. We'll talk about it. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. All right. uh, so wait. The so single drops Friday, along with the, with the subsequent tour dates and the uh, name so of the album. getting announced Friday. But, yeah, that's stage one. So basically, yeah, the album's called Liberation. Yeah! Uh, it's going to be released on July 30th. I love that. Our first show album. is called is going to be in Orlando on the 29th, but it'll drop at midnight on the 30th. So Sick. it'll be there. Uh, and then, we'll, then we're doing Tampa, Hoochin' Hot. So Orlando, Tuffy's Music Box, 
Um, uh, Tampa, Hoochenheim in the 30th. Hoochenheim. Hoochenheim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1904 Music Hall on the 31st. Uh, this is all with Andrew Scotch and the River Rats from Asheville, North Carolina. Our, our fucking boys. Those yeah, guys are awesome. awesome. Um, and yeah, so basically the concept. We have like a whole concept for it. Like the, the like we there is this character. I really love it. You remember uh, probably playing the song we had called the the Temptress. Yeah, of course. So we built basically this album based off this character. We have a song called okay. the, the Temptress Part Two. And it's like Love just it, right? a, like her perspective, basically. And then I wrote like another song called "The Madam," which is like the woman who raised her, which is uh, sort of this whole thing. Sick. And so every Kinda song goes back to conversation. I was saying, man, making an album that has a feel to it. I love yeah, it. exactly. This one's got a feel. And so, <laughs> so the it liberation. It's like basically about this woman's struggle. She was born into like poverty, and mm -hmm. she was adopted by a madam, yeah. right? And the madam raised her. Uh, to be to not get into the game of like you know escort or whatever, mm -hmm. but 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 taught her the valuable insight that came from that lifestyle. Ooh. So this woman's like navigating this like crazy gig economy that we all live in, yeah. with using the knowledge of of where she grew up in the streets, but also trying to maintain like a straight and narrow path. It's the world's oldest side hustle. Oh, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like the cover is like well I, I can't say the cover yet, whoa, but whoa, whoa, whoa. but. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's all we're very excited about Dude, it. It's that's all so awesome. So yeah, um, I love it. And then I gotta <coughs> sorry that all the songs kind of go with the theme too. Like uh, Sean's got a new song. Can I say that? Yeah. Minus Billy's Nine yeah. Minute Trans Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So that's actually cool because like if you think about like the way the the, the album is arranged. Yeah. Trans Billy's Odyssey. Tune, by the it way, is. that's what it is. <laughs> you're it. not you're not far off at all. I love it. No. <laughs> Billy's <laughs> tune is like this very like every song is kind of like, like its own kind of thing, but like it's all I don't know. You it's get to Billy's the same theme though. Yeah, and then Billy's tune is like all of a sudden like this woman like gets past all the struggles of uh, what the others like other songs are like about like you know bad relationships and bad people and the struggle of her life and this and that and then you get to Billy's song which is like this very major like jammy like yeah. you listen to it you're just like oh my god there's hope in the world resolution yeah, exactly it's called, it's called streetwalker it's called yeah. streetwalker I love it it's like <laughs> I love it it's we're very excited about it, obviously. Yeah, it's been don't. a fucking over a year yeah. of oh, making this it. thing. We, it was just, we were doing it in slow motion because of COVID, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, tell me about it. It's like us trying to record our thing. We recorded a lot of it during COVID. And yeah, like, exactly. We weren't even able to do anything with it for yeah. a long time. Sit well, on it. It's a that's process, That's what happens, man. I guess, when, you know, it's pandemics happen and we have a president that won't fucking, you know, Well, anyways, uh, unpopular opinions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm like, so, you, I've, have you, are you a fan of the show? Have you seen the show before? Which one? Have you seen this show that we're <laughs> on right show. now? Oh, we have a show right yeah. now? <laughs> no. I, I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah, I'm just going to... I forgot I was holding something. Yeah. We just like to hold phallic things and talk in a circle. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, so you haven't seen the unpopular opinion section of it? Toss me the unpopular opinion. So we do three, and then you do one to close it. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. But, uh, it's usually pretty lighthearted, but it doesn't have to be political or anything. If you want like to be, this guy, this guy always <laughs> takes it there, bro. <laughs> I, I'll probably take it a little there tonight. Honestly, it's my turn to take it there. Um, okay, so I'll go first then, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my first one is I really miss Donald Trump. There it is. In every way, I just miss you. That's not depending on who you I talk to. It's actually not that unpopular. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't support anything that he stands for. But I really like. I really like the idea. Okay, think of this as like a fucking Simpsons episode or something. Mm -hmm. Is we just like Max is like fuck you? Is if we just no 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 no. no, no, no. no. If I'm we just put Donald Trump in like a studio, like 
White House out in like Area 51, and we just film him and make him think that he's still that would be like, like a fucking, fucking what do you hilarious. Like the Truman Show, like the Truman Show, yeah. and just let him fucking oh do that. My God. I just oh, want you got the second term without Tr- it. Truman yeah. Show. Then he got it. Like we <laughs> overturned it. That'd We're be gonna have so third amendment revoked, and you're president until you fucking die. I'm. I just miss him as I can't believe that he exists and that he was a he, he was our fucking president and he was a character. He was the craziest fucking thing that's ever happened to the world ever. Probably I think. one of the worst things ever happened to the world. Yeah, the craziest is what I said. I didn't say there's a good or bot, bad about crazy. It. It's not you know it Obviously, could go either way though, right? I didn't I crazy. didn't support anything that he stood for at all. Yeah. At all, and I would just I just but I miss him. Yeah. It was like the best. TV for it was entertaining ever. If he and wasn't, now he's canceled from everything. We can't ever hear. If he from wasn't him. the president of the United States, he'd be one hilarious motherfucker. I just say that. I just. Uh, I feel like I was so kind of far removed from politics in the sense that, like, I, I, I get yelled at for this, and sorry for throwing this out there. Um, I don't vote, and yeah. the only reason I don't vote don't about is because I don't agree with the system yeah i've had a large fight with my sister about this and i love her and i respect her opinion very much and she makes great points about this stuff but i just don't agree with the system therefore i'm not a part of it it's a great book called the nature of a man and his government by robert lefer he talks about how religion at one point was cultivated in the needs to cultivate what morality was for people at a time where morals weren't a thing right religion was a way to or um, government was a way to bring a larger amount of people together and govern larger amounts of people and that we are now at a forefront of whatever the next transcendent thing is our democratic system and having one person telling us what we can and can't do even though it's a three-party system where one person can veto and say no to things and overturn ballots is not an appropriate way to rule this country that's just an opinion sorry if that offends anyone but i just don't think that we are doing this government thing correctly we can have a council of people we can decentralize the government and take it back to state to state because what is acceptable in florida may not be acceptable in washington or oregon thank you so much he's going to disagree with you on that yeah not necessarily i just there's we can't have universal like universality universal Views, it's, like it's not one size fits all kind of thing because yeah. there's just so much difference as to what we would need versus what another state would need yeah, exactly. that has completely different landscape, yeah. different attitude, different, different geography, people, different, different everything. everything. Because yeah. geography itself helps cultivate mindset and other things. It's I mean, it's tough, man. And even from the food that you produce in the area and the nutrients that you need to take in as anything, a person, man. you know, so it's, everything. It's tough, man. I. So that's the only thing I I try to plead the fifth when it comes to like political talk, and it's yeah. not that I try to shy away. I like to learn everything that's going on, but in that sense, I have, yeah, that's like my I just want to I want to let this. everybody know none of that was political. I just really miss him. No, no one's heard shit from him for I'm six not, months. I, I miss him as a person, as a yeah. reality <laughs> TV show. That would be the most genius thing ever. I would love Please, to Truman Show, make him yeah. think that he got his second term. He's on the back nine. Like he's not gonna take much of a like. Put a golf course in Dude, there. Dude, he may drop that ninth like hole. A, a stick Maybe and a fucking he may drop the eighteenth hole. Create his natural habitat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. What? That is what happened, wow. and we just were the ones in the Truman Show with him, and Biden was the one that's put in uh, in the position that you're talking for Donald Trump. I mean, think about Biden. The guy can barely string a sen- sentence together. I'm just sure. saying. Um, all right, so my first unpopular opinion is, uh, I mean, not far off topic. Uh, we should just legalize all drugs and call it a day. Yeah, I understand why you're saying that. Portugal did it. Yeah. All right. Was it Portugal? Uh, Portugal did do it. Yes. Amsterdam yeah. has done similar, like de- decriminalizing mushrooms and mm-hmm. most of the other drugs. Yeah. It's great. Dude, the West Coast is just so on the meth thing. 
thank you. That's 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 the one thing that is kind of scary is just like you know whether it's it's I, I, maybe like more accepting attitudes towards but completely legalizing things. I mean, I'm, I'm for it. It's just the meth problem is so bad out west. That's the only yeah. scary thing. Yeah, that's and it's that, that was a, it's such a interesting drug because it, it is. really like overtakes people. It in will such destroy your entire way. fucking life. Yeah, well, it would like don't people's lives totally. Yeah. So, well, it's like so the implication that could have to like. Children, bystanders, other totally. things like, and part, and you know, if we had a if we had a system that uh, instead of incarcerating non criminals uh, that helped rehabilitate people, sure. yeah, that could be a thing. And then also drug acceptance. Yep, and also less prison systems. The, the exactly, and the worst thing about drugs is the fact that they're illegal, hands down. Sure, that creates more criminals. You know, and yeah. people that go to jail for drug charges end up going right back to their life before because there's no job opportunities. Sure. There's no rehabilitation program for them. So what does that have to do with legalizing I drugs? Think, I think that legalize goes, it. Uh, and it's that problem. I, I would meet you halfway and say decriminalize. Legalize most. I could compromise there. Decriminalize. Yeah. But legalize like psychedelics and other things, for sure. Yeah. 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 But decriminalize certain things. Yeah, like uh, heroin and other things. Like, you don't, you don't you go to prison there. and, yeah. and yeah. don't give but you I, the opportunity to like renew and make your life better. But perpetuating uh, meth in the streets by legalizing it, you don't think, you don't think that's a bad thing? <laughs> I think that that's if, insane. That's well, insane. Yeah. There, but in my system, though, there will be less meth heads because you won't be perpetuating the, the, the problem if you have actual solutions in place to fix the problem. <laughs> yeah, see, we're you laughing at you because, uh, like, have you ever met a meth head before? Yeah, bro. Okay, and what do they keep on doing? Well, because they go to jail because they, they don't, there's no rehabilitation program. No, for them because to go into. because it's extremely then highly why addictive. Why don't you just say that? That you just would like to have it's governmentally. Government funded rehab everywhere. Yeah, I'm not being but that's what funded. you really like the decriminalization, though. Also, yeah. But yeah. I get what, what? you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like like rehab and help in 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 positivity in a negative situation versus being like you're a meth head, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that meth heads are are sure. easy people to, to get back on track or anything. In fact, I most rehab programs I think are complete bullshit. Meth heads. Well, because weird. it's actually a pretty productive drug in if you use it in the right way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like, yeah, um, pretty productive, I guess, in some ways. Uh, but, but either way, <laughs> Micro yeah. Micro-dosing? Micro-mething? It's basically Adderall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, then, no. and then also that perpetuates the uh, ability <laughs> to... Micro-mething? Yeah, micro-mething. <laughs> New it. coffee place. Micro-meth. <laughs> That sounds like a shop you gotta open up in Portland, though. That's not gonna happen in yeah. Jacksonville. Well, that's why they fucking do <laughs> or might. It's fucking it's the West Jack- Coast, but yeah. <laughs> but, they, but I was just gonna say that also perpetuates the uh, ability <laughs> for younger uh, children to get to it earlier, and that complete. There's no coming back from that shit when yeah. you fucking take it at twelve. I just I'm don't sorry. really agree sure. with that. Well, that's fine. I mean, how, guess what? It's still illegal. How many kids are out there smoking weed right now because it's easy? It's, it's easily accessible versus what it was 20 years ago. Do you is, think the number of children the, smoking weed has gone up since it's become more accessible, or down, or just probably stayed the same? Okay. Because people don't do dr- people don't not do drugs because they're illegal. They don't not do drugs because they don't want to do drugs. But you right? can't you can't compare weed to meth though, or no, to heroin. I'm just talking about the, like accessibility versus like use. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm talking about. You you keep like you you, you keep like putting this thing. Well, we're not legalizing meth to the point where we're like having dispensaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not saying make meth accessible. I'm just saying like don't <laughs> put people dispensaries? in prison for for doing a drug. <laughs> I agree. With you. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, but that's decriminalizing, not legalizing it. I'm just saying legalize it. And I'm saying that's a very sure. unpopular opinion. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and also that you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's my second one. That's a little less political. Charlie Puth. Needs to be way more famous. Oh that yeah, guy he's is great. Fucking insanely, 
Charlie Charlie Puth was a uh, uh, name so familiar. Uh, he he did. God, I can't even think. Of yeah, he has, some top, he has some top. He has some top forty hits. He, he does have a couple top forty yeah, hits. But he, like but that. people don't know people don't know him as an artist. They know him as like a like he's got, you know, like a hit he's maker. got perfect pitch. Yeah. And he can fucking play like the best fucking really? piano ever. No he's way. So fucking amazing. Some of his top forty stuff is pretty fucking lame from a production Tell standpoint. Tell me what you've done for me. Yeah, that was one okay. of the From yeah. a production standpoint, it's it's dope. It's a but they're still a fucking hit. Yeah, no, they are. No, no, no. Banger machine. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. like get, but he's get super him, talented on get different him, level. Like I don't know, more bangers than a mistress. Like John Mayer, famous <laughs> or, or something like that, where it's just like you're famous because of your ability and not your like the pop songs that you come up with, which are good. Don't the, get me wrong, for, and it takes ability to write this, but like especially from a production I standpoint, I want to see him yeah. fucking solo shred. and shit. Yeah, and yeah, shred, yeah, yeah. Like, and he can. Yeah, he can. That's a good one. That's that's a good oh, one. He definitely you. should be more. All right, go ahead with yours. Another political one. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, all jobs are essential. All jobs are essential. Yes. Ooh. Strippers. It's all essential. That's people, essential. they need their income to survive. Oh, I've got to go in. Uh, people who pump your gas in New Jersey. Sure. That's <laughs> a bus. Or in Oregon, you just see legal to pump you're your own gas in you're Oregon. Get, you're it, in Oregon, it's the same way too now. Did you, did you, did you know that those people are relying on that income as to, to feed their families and oh, do things like and that? And that's why it exists. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to say. That's it. why it's essential. Like, nobody's wait, job wait, wait. Is There's got to be. Oh, on. I see. There's got to be some kind of volunteer. That considers her job a job, that must be something so backwards and bullshit that it just can't fathomly be uh, a national park ranger. I would say no. I've got a buddy who's a national park ranger, and, and he he works in Yosemite and he deals with fires and stuff in Yosemite right now. Because every it job like that's a firefighter job. That's <laughs> yeah. very essential. Every job, every job, I feel like has rescue. an aspect of it. Oh, rescue too. Every right. job has Never an aspect mind. to it that we that, that that somebody who's not doing it doesn't know. What do we right. hate the most? Like, what's something that we do? Like, oh, parking meter maids. They can meter just they can just can die. <laughs> they can just die. They can just fuck off that forever. That's true. Though. That, that, meter that's, maids. That's that's, that's the one copy. They hate their jobs. And they think their jobs are not essential. And they <laughs> should and and for doing that job while they know that they hate it, they should die for that. If if I'm if I'm working and then I I'm How much does a meter maid make though? Enough like, to you think piss me off. You yeah. think they like secretly do it because they're like, "Fuck your car!" Like I'm making forty bucks an no, hour. They do it because they don't <laughs> need a college <laughs> degree, and someone gave them power. Yeah, because I've been fucking. Uh, I written <laughs> a ticket. Well, he's writing the, the ticket. The hall monitors of the future. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. writing. He was writing a fucking <laughs> ticket for me. And I'm like, bro, like, let me just put some more money in. That's like, no, no, no. I already wrote you a ticket. I'm like, I'm right here. The problem is that I didn't pay. I will pay it. Money's not like, the issue. And he's like, well, the, it, it would cost $2 for it. And he's like, well, now it's $20 because you didn't pay $2. Yeah. I'm like, you need to explain this logic to me. He's like, I don't have to. And he uh, fucking walks so away. I'm like, God damn it. Literally the worst thing. When the, the meters don't work, yeah. you can't use the app because it's down. Yeah. And then you get a ticket. You're like, dude, come on. Or like, bro, I'm here fucking working. I'm already getting paid shit money. You're gonna make me pay twenty bucks. Or if I don't pay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hit with a forty dollar ticket. Maybe they should it's have like, like low income people should have like a pass on their vehicle that allows them to park in these places. Oh, that would create a whole different out. weird. Thing, yeah, right? socialism. If you make less than this amount of money and you get to park for free, that sounds great. Not enough. <laughs> I would say not this. Not that idea, uh, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I was like, actually, when you say it like that, I hate yeah. this idea. <laughs> I hate it. I did not say this. I would say anybody in a CEO position is a non-essential worker. As a CEO, that is what a crazy thing to say. No, I'm though. just saying, like, because the real essential workers are the ones 
doing all the work, right? Oh my god, that is what so about, wrong. What about the keyboardist of the band? Yeah, that's not essential. Not that guy <laughs> could fucking. That, you're about you're about as useful as a meter maid. I'm no, just I know. You're the meter maid. <laughs> <No. laughs> Keyboardists are the meter maids of a band. Yeah. T-shirt yeah. number t-shirt three. Oh, yeah, so 100% keyboardists are not essential. Oh no, the well, camera just died again. Sometime. No, we're yeah. still recording. Though. We're still recording. Psych, yeah, just fine. kidding. If you eat ecstasy and want to listen to a, a nine-minute trance progressive <laughs> escapade in Odyssey. Did we kill the camera? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I hope we're not. Not a problem, bro. This happened several times. This is just yeah. we're, we're a low-budget podcast. We're going to do. No, it's not low-budget. We bought a camera that's a DLSR camera instead of My a Sony fucking video. My Sony A6500 also overheats quickly. Yeah, so. exactly. Instead of buying a video camera, we bought an actual camera. I mean, it looks nice, though. It looks good. You yeah, it does resolution look good. On it, it. You can do low lighting on it. It does 4K. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Sony... Okay. Kill it. What are we talking They're about? My camera of choice. Jeff Bezos need to die or give us all his money or something. I so can't popular opinion number. Uh, so, so this is. Wow. Again. Wow. All right. That was so fucking quick. This is uh my oh you, what's your second unpopular opinion, Bill, or your third one? Um. Hang on. Uh, okay, I'll do this one because I wrote a lot down. I was wondering which other to do. All right. Um, I love TikTok. There's some giant social media influence on there, but most of the time, it's just the newest hilarious entertainment. You said that already a I few did? weeks ago. You said that you okay, love TikTok, well then I which is not unpopular. Everyone loves TikTok. We're it's very kind of popular on the topic app. today. Anyway, well, then, then yeah. this one might be: um, if people are dancing to your song at a show, don't finish the song. Just keep it going until they stop dancing. Is that unpopular? <laughs> also, I will say this: we know. played we played at Mardi Gras. We had one lady holding her whiskey over my keyboard. And a popular opinion would have been to fucking finish that song and have her goddamn step away from my keys before she ruined my my nice little Nord stage there at the time. So I'd say uh, sometimes you got to cut the music when it's time to cut the music. That's true. Uh, uh, then, all right. Then I'll say the last one that I did because <laughs> if that's not a good one, then uh, um, th- yeah, uh, you, uh, is this. You remind me of Squidward because you think you play better than anybody, but when it comes to the big show, you always whiff it. Do I me? Yeah. Was oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do I always attack you oh, first? My you God. started it today, yeah. But you wrote that before I started an attack, though, right? Uh, I, I write lots of things, but don't. That say was self-defense. Them. That was pre preemptive no, self-defense. That, that was preemptive self-defense. Premeditated. Pre- yeah. Pre- oh, I didn't say that word. That's yeah, yeah. uh true. Yeah. Oh, the camera turned off again. Really? Or was it just OBS this time? I don't know. It's it's just doesn't question. want us this time. Well, no, it turned off. Oh. I will say that you're not incorrect about that. That's not an unpopular opinion either. What? <laughs> unpopular opinion? It's not even like it's like nobody even like the only p- people that would really oh, wait, know I'm that. Wait, I'm sorry. Are we still doing unpopular opinions? <laughs> I was just saying it. You're just saying it. No, no that's, that's all. I, I had that written down. I don't remember why I wrote it. Because <laughs> I probably said something to you that you were well, pissed you about. Well, you turned down two of my other opinions. So I had to say something. Else. I'm, I'm turning down the third one too. It sucks. When did he bring it down? Oh, I guess during the Super Bowl. Halftime show, Squidward didn't really kind of commit to that. Yeah, like he, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. stage fright. Yeah, exactly. Well, what are you gonna do? I, uh, I don't, I, I do whiff it on big shows. It is, it is, it is a fact. Call but it the riff whiffer. The riff whiffer. I like riff whiffing. It's such a good. Oh, I riff whiff hard. I fucking. Wow. Okay. I fucking. I, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. The way this is gonna I, stay on. I did whiff at Halloween pretty if bad we though. To, we can do it old school like we used to. Um. Do yeah. We'll switch we, up at the end. We we'll switch it up to that. Yeah, we can do that. Fuck it. Why not? Hang on. Boom. 
Old school. There we are. There we go. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Big time. Our fucking camera's Finish dead. Finish it off so. big time. <laughs> All right. So it's gonna be a um, hell of a lot of editing for me. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I did. I did. I did whiff it at Halloween. That that, that wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, as hard as Billy's whiffing right now at the camera. OBJ whiffed it. OBJ. Um, yep. Yep. I mean, I've had some good shows, bro. Was it like a single, like riff with? No, it's just it's just single you know. Riff with. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> riff with. No, I, I, it's it's the whole set. It's a whole yeah, set. It's whole uh, set. Like, but to be Dude, fair, OBJ. I have whiffed uh, many a sets. OBJ wasn't all of our best sets. So we listened to it in the van and we all realized this was not a good set on anybody's part, to be honest with you. Uh, we, we all came to that conclusion. We did. We did. And Billy doesn't remember right now because it's not very convenient to remember that right now, but it's okay. Um, I, I do I do riff whiffs. I'll do whole set. I'll do whole whole night riff whiffs. Big time. We should talk up. about that one time Go when ahead. Sean was making an announcement for uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. a moment of silence. For, uh, I remember this. What was this? This is that this show that we did together. Yeah, we might and then play Billy together. plays like a note or something. Yeah, yeah. Was it, it for Mackenzie? Yeah, right? yeah. When she but, passed away or something. Yeah, but it was, it was Sean was, was just doing a moment night, of silence. Yeah, it, 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 she was doing a moment of silence for her, uh-huh. and then as soon as Sean says a moment of silence, Billy just goes right into fucking sledgehammer. It's like <laughs> trans pads. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, it was a moment. <laughs> Maybe I gotta edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go ahead and cancel us. Oh Fuck my it. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a riff whiff. Yeah. I, that was a riff whiff. That was a riff whiff. Yeah. Played it right though. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm definitely getting canceled. Riff yeah. whiff. Alright, I'll fucking deal with what's coming. All right, yeah, so. but but that but all all that happened was a miscommunication. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. didn't hear him say we're gonna take a moment of silence, sure. and it was my I had to start the song. Right, so yeah. you're like, and here's so my I, cue. I, I, I we were on stage, and it I was silent. You're bit. like, I need to start playing. We never talked about a moment of silence before this. We, song. That's that's true. That's and true. so I just assumed it's quiet. It's my turn to start. Oh, they're waiting on me. Go. Whatever, man. We've all we've all riffed before. We've all whiffed before. I've what done are you gonna worse. Do? I've know? done way worse. That's not whiffing. I've T- done t- way worse. What, what have you done that's way worse? I mean, I've dropped my whole like keyboard set and stuff like that before too. What do you mean? A- awkward moments. I mean, I've like middle of a song raging so hard, I like dropped my Nord stage right on the ground. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, I done I done big boy bad bad whoopsies. <laughs> I am actually big nickname is Captain Whoopsies because I make whoopsies all the time. So. Well, I feel like, but you know, when you're in, in, in the position that we're in sometimes, there's a lot of things we're, that we're thinking about in those moments. I feel like it's more about how you save a moment like that. Like there's that video yeah. of Dave Grohl jamming on stage and he's like doing a solo and he falls and eats shit doesn't so it, hard. Doesn't and gets, he like break his leg? Is that when he broke his leg? I don't know, that maybe. But time. he like stands up and just keeps going and says fuck it and what are you going to do? Sometimes you roof whiff, sometimes you'll botch a whole show and then you'll come out in the next one and play it harder. So. I, I feel like I feel like since we've been on a, like a bit of a break from playing, because we haven't been wor- working on this album, I feel like I'm going to come back bigger, better, and stronger than I ever have. That's just what's going to happen. Until Billy has to play Sledgehammer, and then it all goes. Well, you know, I didn't. Did I mess up the riff? Just saying. <laughs> but did I do it wrong? All right. So my last unpopular opinion is okay. that I don't hate Hanson. Why not? Because they make bangers. They made, they made fun. They, like, Hanson has written. Hang on. They're kind of like bangers. They're, they're, Are you about to start saying that you? They're kind of like the White Jackson mo- vibe. I'm just saying. You, <laughs> 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 Are you listen to more more than Mbop. I'm saying I, I'm saying that I re-listened to that song recently. Just and that song, though. Yeah, just that. I'm not but like. But you a, haven't listened to like the rest of their songs. I mean, they got some. They got some deep cuts, bro. Yeah, like their other tracks, like mm, what and then mm, <laughs> what, yeah. what, mm, <laughs> what. Yeah. They probably uh, went to the studio and they're like, "You want to record a song? Mm, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, what? Yeah, that's a fucking hit, kids. We got it. 
Why don't Nailed uh, it, kids. Yeah, why, Splitigan. Why uh, is it that you don't hate Anderson? Um, so I listened yeah. to, 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 to some of this stuff recently, and their performances weren't great, but the songs are actually not bad. But do you think that they wrote them in any way? I was saying Regardless, I don't hate Hanson. That that was that, however that the was, project was conceived. Whether it was like a forty-five-year-old man like in the background, like making all the music, yeah, bangers, just like fucking jerking off to ten-year-old kids. You know what I mean? Why the are they usual. called Hanson? <laughs> the usual. That's what happens in Memphis. Legalized, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't really well, like touche. I don't really like Hanson. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's an unpopular opinion. Oh, that's true. Is, is I'm doing real unpopular opinions. You're just, you're just doing like whatever you feel. Is it my turn for an unpopular opinion? It is your turn for an unpopular it's opinion. It's always your turn. Guitarists should build up solos for yeah. keyboardists. Yeah. I agree. Unpopular I, opinion. I'm, I'm fucking trying here, bro. This guy <laughs> starts at this guy starts at a million and miles I'm, an hour. So do I. No, when I come into a keyboard solo, I'm ready to go hot and I'm ready to go hotter. Yeah, well. You don't realize keyboardists are ready to go from 100 miles per hour to fucking space Alex, million miles per hour. Question. I take my time. Do you keep a Lambo in the garage or you take it down the Autobahn? Yeah, how, fast, how fast does it hit zero to 60? There you go. But you're like a fucking, like a Pontiac, like 92 Pontiac <laughs> Bonneville. So yeah, I'm, I'm keeping that shit. <laughs> fucking firebird, you know. <laughs> Don't even fucking start. There's a firebird under this hood, baby. I'm yeah. a fucking Fiero. It may be muffled, but it's there. It's yeah, there. you can tell by the exhaust cloud. <laughs> I talk about my car all the time. My my car goes zero to sixty. My van. <laughs> <laughs> it is a piece of shit. Yeah. My van. Only goes zero to sixty like when it's being band. towed. I gotta go check it out. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's funny. I need help to go zero to sixty. I can't <laughs> do it by myself, baby. You trying to help me or what? Yeah. I'm trying to hit that sixty. He doesn't help. He doesn't help build keyboard solos. He uh, 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 annihilates uh, them. I told you. Send I literally. Banishism. I can't build your solos, bro. There's nowhere to build. And again, Cam, where are we going? Uh, I don't want to go. There's nowhere to go. It's like you just start at the top of Mount Everest. Where are we going? Fucking. Down, I guess downhill is bad. I played with Javian last night, and I could help him build his solos all fucking oh, night. And why is that? Because he takes his time mm-hmm. and really, really, really gets in. I just it. want you to know something. We need to make a keyboard shirt number four. Yeah, is that you guys at least, take your fucking time? At least I'm soloing. <laughs> it's like at least I'm coming, baby. That's all oh, that matters. Okay, that's right. Because as a keyboard solo, if we if we just like. If the sync hits at the right time in the modulation wheel, like perfectly accents the note where right we're sustaining it, and we get a little pitch bend on it. Ooh. Oh, bro. That's good. You, Eli, Eli Winderman? Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. God, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> just be like him. That dude builds a fucking. So I could I could help that guy build Octocat? a solo. Best thing I've ever seen. Talking about I love active Octocat. They're going to play a show up in, uh, uh, like, Are they really? close to Toledo. You want to talk about a modular setup? That bass guitarist has a. He brings a, like, a small little condensed modular synth setup. You mean, like, a little fatty or something? No, he has his own little. So you what can did make, you say? You can make a modular a fatty. Si- oh, fatty. I thought you said something else. What did I say? A little. You know, no, I know what? What, it, what was it? I can't say, say the word. Right? What? No, what was it? Did you think I said? <laughs> I thought he's a little fag. Oh. <laughs> a little faggy, but no. Like, I, have, I, I have gay friends. We're cool. That would be a cool <laughs> Moog synthesizer, though. It's like the Mother Moog, but it has like rainbow oscillators. Oh my god! All right, I'll, go back. I'll go back. <laughs> 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 I didn't say anything. Canceled. I didn't say anything native at all. No, we're good. But anyways, bro. going back to it though, he has a modular <laughs> bass that set up. And um, yeah, they play to to that on a click track, 
They do some cool stuff. Yeah, man. Octave I love Cat. Octave Cat, man. Octave Cat's but he's also he was also in Dopapod as well, oh. which is why I first he heard him. He was also in Dopapod. Yes, we know this. Oh, Fro Drum stayed at my place when they came here to Jackson up Freebird, and we used to give me free tickets when I was there. Oh, okay. okay. They played at Mellow Mushroom, though, right? Well, not only was I there, he stayed at my house that night. I the drummer, the yeah. Dopapod when they were oh, first yeah. starting. And out. then they they also played in Fernandina, not at the Green Turtle, but they played at what was the, the Palace, place? the Dog, the no. Dog, Dog Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played there. Oh, yeah. I played there all the time too that was a great fucking place i don't know what happened but when they played there you're just like how are they there you're like are you kidding me this is the dopest band in the world we played a festival with them limit grove and lucky costello at the just want you guys to know oh yeah (laughs) that's when we started being rock stars we were that was the rock star day that's when we started the rock star claim (laughs) yeah we're rock stars like like, what what the fuck is a job we're fucking we're fucking rock stars (laughs) billy would wear shades in every situation those blue blockers go everywhere he goes (laughs) and he's like I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do rock star shit. I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. I don't do rock star shit. <laughs> cheers to being rock yeah. stars, boys. Don't cheers. fucking cheers him. My thing is empty. <laughs> don't fucking cheers him. What a dick. <laughs> All right, well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, I guess so. I feel bad that the last of it is just me and my fucking gut. <laughs> Dude, yeah, look at that tricep, that. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've it was got gr- an Adonis under all this. Don't you worry. It's coming. <laughs> it was great having you on the show, man. Thanks for doing Dude, this. This has been an awesome time, boys. Hell yeah. It's been a great Hell yeah uh, we'll have to do this again for sure. Absolutely. Um, you want to say something to lead us out? We usually oh, got to go over there. Oh, we yeah. Usually- say goodbye to everybody. Please. Yeah. I'll say later. Uh, check out Widgeon. We're going to come out with some new music uh, soon. I also have been working on a solo album under project name Max Zargon, which is my name, not a Act- fake name. Actual name. My actual name. And, yeah, aside from that, I also have some other cool, fun stuff in the works. I'm not going to announce just yet, but will soon. And aside from that, yeah, stick to play more shows, and hopefully Side Hustle and Vision will be crushing out some shows here locally soon, too. So. Hell yes. I can't wait to see y'all. All right, well, that's it. Adios. See you later, guys. Muchachos.